SSL, this is OV. Go ahead. Radio is on. Monitoring spacecraft umbilical. Roger. Wait, wait, that's Space Mountain. Why are you doing Space Mountain? What the heck does Robin Hood have anything to do with Space Mountain? They're like completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, it might have something to do with our special guest today, Kayla. <gasps> Introducing to the world! Oh. Except he's already been around a bunch and done stuff. Orion Moon! Orion Moon? Yes, of course. <laughs> one and only. Yeah. Played... The one and only. Say, the only one. I play by Highlander rules. There can only be one. No, that's fair. Highlander rules are uh, totally viable. So, uh, welcome one and all to Animusing. It is February 2019, which means we are in 1973. Yes, we are. And this month we are talking about a movie that has nothing to do with what I just said, but yes, because of our guest, I felt it was appropriate to get some Space Mountain radio com chatter in there. Uh, but it's Robin Hood, <laughs> Men in Tights. Wait. But it, it, oh. no, I, I just want to make it clear Orion Moon is your real name. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I birth, not... It's my birth name. It's been that way. And uh, I've grown to either both hate it and love it at the same time. It's a really rad name, honestly. See, I suffered from the same... Well, okay, not as bad as Orion's, but, like, Kayla has been an issue for everybody, like, because uh-huh. of the spelling. Uh-huh. Like, people will read it, and they will always misspell it, even after I tell them... Or at least the people who don't care will be like, Eh, Kayla! It's, like, still misspelling it. Kayla, still saying it wrong. Why do you hate my name so much? That's right. Since I work in the tech field and I have to answer phones. Hey, this is Ryan. How can I help you? Hey, Ryan. No, it's Orion. Okay, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan. Uh, Uh, Has anyone ever called you Brian? I've gotten Brian as well. Oh, no. Me and my mundane name. David. Uh, So... Where, 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 where we, how do we even start this? We're, we're talking about, in my opinion, the greatest Disney movie ever. Robin <laughs> cool. Well, you, you're you going to be the champion for that, this one. Uh, that's actually, I'm glad you're, so you have a, I, you're very enthusiastic about this one, I think. It, well, yeah, it's actually by far, it's my favorite Disney movie of all of them. And I've seen quite a bit. Well, that's great. Robin Hood's my favorite. Awesome. I, actually, that's something we probably should just, what's our history with it? Um, we're going to do personal history first? Yeah, why don't we? Okay, that sounds fair. Uh, this was never one I owned. This is one. This was a frequent re- uh, a frequent rental from me, uh, like many Disney movies. Uh, but this was never one I owned, and I remember enjoying this one a lot when I was younger. It has been a number of years since I've watched it. I feel like that's the case for a lot of the movies from, especially from the seventies, uh, especially from this era. Uh, Robin Hood, though, I can say I've watched a lot more than a lot of the other movies we've watched recently. I can say I watched it a heck of a lot more times than I watched. Uh, uh, Aristocats, for example. Mm. I can remember distinctly. Like, I, there are parts of, of Robin Hood that are seared into my brain. Um, and I could probably just quote from memory, even not having seen that movie in years. Um, so getting back to it was actually pretty comforting. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this bit and this bit and this bit. And then there were parts I didn't remember at all. So, like, well, not at all. But there were parts I remember, but not in, like, detail. Mm-hmm. I could pretty much tell you how the whole movie went. But uh, there are there are certain nuances that uh, came back to me only after... Watching the movie again. So, uh, what about you, Kayla? I owned the VHS. Um, I don't anymore. Uh, so, just letting you know, guys, um, I had almost every Disney movie on VHS. Most of those are gone because I gave those to a honorary nephew mm-hmm. who adores those movies and loves them. And now he's a new generation growing up with it. So, that's I'm good. Ha- I'm happy about that. Perfect. Uh, 
exactly. And I, 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 I'll collect the DVDs as I go eventually. So, um, but I did actually watch Robin Hood quite a bit as a kid. Um, like, like you, as you said, like I actually remember quite a bit of this. I watched this more than like 101 Dalmatians and uh, Aristocats and never like a lot of the ones you listed, and remember quite a bit of the dialogue. Not as much as some other film, uh, Disney films, but I would say it's middle, like, in terms of how much I watched it versus, mm-hmm. it was probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. Like, a, enough to remember a lot of it, but not enough to, like, be able to quote it by memory. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's how, fair. How about you, Ryan? <laughs> uh, just like you, I had it on VHS with the rest of my Disney movies. But I don't own it anymore due to the many moves I've had in my life. I, I think out of what I've seen the most, probably like Robin Hood, uh, Jungle Book, Lion King. I've I may have seen Sleeping Beauty at least once. <laughs> uh, I didn't do that as much as, and of course, I have a little sister. I've seen Little Mermaid who knows how many times. <laughs> Appropriate. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen Cinderella quite a bit. I've seen Snow White quite a bit. I think Aristocrats I may have seen once. That's the one that got the cats playing the piano up in the uh, like yeah. attic. Yeah, I've it's the one. second then, of the three movies that feature Phil Harris as a voice actor. This is the third one. So Phil uh, Phil Harris, if you haven't guessed, is the voice of Baloo and now the voice of Little John in this movie. And I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah, yep. going, is that Blue the Bear? It is. Oh, I'll, it is totally him. Yeah. I mean, like if I were to list my movies, Jungle Book or not Jungle Book, uh, Robin Hood hits, hits the top. Then it's tossed up between Jungle Book and uh, Rescue Rangers. Just because Rescue Rangers felt so different compared to any of the Disney movies. Wait, Rescue Rangers? Uh, you mean... Or was that... Uh, the, rescu- the Rescuers? Which was it the Rescuers? What, what's the movie was include? Uh, well, there was two of them. There was one that was in Australia, Down Under. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, the Rescue... Re- yeah, you're thinking of the Rescuers. Oh, Rescuers, I, I made mis- okay. I made that mistake, too. Because no, the re- Rescue, rescue Rangers, Rangers is... Chippendale, Chippendale. Yeah. and uh, what? What's her name? Gears or Sprocket? Giz, uh, uh, Gadget. 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 Sprocket was the dog from the, from the Fraggle Rock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well tra- done, Sprocket. Oh, I forgot. Oh, and Fraggle Rock is Disney, by the way. That it's is o- true. Yes, it's a Jim Henson Company is owned by Disney. So, man, there's going to be a new Dark Crystal series on Netflix, and I'm so. Oh, stoked. I'm so ready for that. My, my body is ready for that. I'm so stoked. I mean, they've, they've shown off some of the, the new Gelfling puppets, and mm-hmm. they look great. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Muppets. As much as we all love Muppets and, and Jim Henson. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, I keep forgetting, Orion's the exact same age as us. Right. So he has a lot of the same, like, <laughs> childhood that we do. Good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Constantly rewinding to watch the movie again. Yep. VHS. Crying when Simba's dad died. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that at some point. That's a ways away still, but and, we're creeping up on it. The, and, of course, playing the uh, Super Nintendo Lion King game and never oh beating it. Oh, my God. But, okay. once again, we're on Robin Hood. Yeah, so let's talk about Robin Hood a little bit. So, so Kayla, uh, oh. as as always, Kayla has her, her bevy of history to give us about the film, which is going to be uh, intriguing because, uh, you know, as we get into it, I have some I have some thoughts, especially now with it super fresh in my brain. Uh, they're good. And bad, and in the middle, they're all over the place. Yeah, I have, I, have, I want to share my my thoughts. But so, yeah. so um, welcome to history lesson one hundred and one of Robin Hood, and it actually this begins like many, <laughs> like well, much earlier, like really early, like nineteen thirty seven, around the time of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Really, 
So Walt Disney really, really wanted to adapt um, this legend called Reynard the Fox, which is a 12th century legend of a trickster fox. Like oh. this, this is like a midi, like a, this is like a medieval times uh, legend that uh, th- basically stories of a uh, trickster fox. Okay, and um. Walt wanted to do something with him, but was worried because he didn't seem like a suitable hero. He okay. was because uh, he's more like a Loki type character. He's a trickster. Or, he or uh, an antsy type character. You know what I mean? So he didn't know. He's what a to- magical Kitsune. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, in the Japanese culture, like foxes are magical and tricksy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. This. So. Um. He didn't know what to do with it, and actually, there are many times he's. Uh, he tried to figure out how can I add this. Like he wanted to add uh, one of the Rainer tales to be told during like Treasure Island uh, for the live action one. And then not oh. only that, uh, remember when they were talking about um, uh, Chanticleer? Yeah, uh, Chanticleer as a movie. Uh, but then decided to go with Sword in the Stone. They were going to think of having Raynard as a um, villain for in, Chanticleer. In, oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, but decided not to go with that. So, um, time goes by, um, Aristocats just finished up and Ken Anderson's like, hey, do you guys want to do Robin Hood? And everybody was like, yes, of course we want to do Robin Hood. And because Walt was so passionate about that Raynard Fox character, they're like, why don't we make Robin Hood a fox? <laughs> and that's where the whole anthropomorphic... Of course they wait till after Walt dies to do this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but it works out so well, though. Yeah, it's like in terms of uh, a character to play Robin Hood. Yeah, the fox character works, and it that personality also kind of goes hand in hand. That sort of trickster personality, right? With Robin Hood. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, uh, uh, so Ken Anderson is like uh, basically he he's the mind behind it, but then Wolfgang Reitherman is the director, and there is quite a bit of a battle between the two. Oh boy! So it was. Um, uh, it was actually stated by uh, Robin Allen when he wrote uh, his book, uh, Walt Disney in Europe, that Ken Anderson wept when he saw his character concepts have been processed into stereotypes for the animation. Oh. So, yeah, like, Wolf, he, Ken Anderson would make all these ideas and Wolfgang Renner is like, nah, let's do it like this. So, and some of them seem good, others not so good, but um, Ken Anderson wanted it set in the South. But Wolfgang's like, no, let's keep it in England. Interesting. Well, you like, wouldn't guess it by watching the movie oh because of all the weird Southern accents that people there are have. There's so many Southern well, accents in this. Well, seeing as, you know, just maybe about six miles down the road is Sherwood, Arkansas. Oh, that's right. He's uh, Orion's from Arkansas. Oh, okay. But, but so, uh, yeah. One of our cities is Sherwood with the Robin Hood insignia on some of the signs. Oh, oh very neat. Okay, that makes sense. Um. If you haven't guessed by his southern accent, <laughs> no, I, I mean I figured. I just never, I've Wait. never, I've never asked. Where I've been here too long. Then if yeah, if yeah. I've got a southern accent now, I've been here too long. I need to move again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm a chameleon when it comes to accents. Anywhere I go, if I stay there long enough, I'll pick it up. Your chameleon circuit is functioning. Oh yeah. So uh, Wolfgang uh, 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 decided to take away that merry men idea. Like Ken Anderson wanted all of the merry men. And he's like, nah, let's keep it to just Little John and Robin. Aw, uh, but we could have had Will Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, the reason why was because uh, he wanted it like 
uh, so Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid just came out, and he wanted that buddy type film. Okay. That that movie had. Okay. And um, as a result, because they were um, uh, a lot of time was spent developing uh, these settings, and then there was that was there was that back and forth, and plus it took a long time to audition actors to find Robin Hood. They couldn't really find that right voice. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, when they found the right voice. Oh, he did a good I job. love him as Robin Hood. Uh, they fell behind schedule. Uh-huh. And this is one of the reasons you see a lot of recycled scenes. Now, here's the interesting part. Because uh, a lot of people were like, well, wouldn't that be used to save time and money? <laughs> um, in one sense, yes. But not always. Because it act- it was Wolfgang Reitherman's decision to recycle the animation. Um, not just, uh, uh, not just to, like, save time, but also it was something they, they, it's like, well, you guys know how to do this. It's something you know, so let's just do that. And in reality, it's actually a lot harder and takes a lot longer to redraw an existing sequence. At least that's what, uh, a former, like, former Disney animators have said. Okay. But. When you're younger, though, you don't see that. You know, the, the, the similarities between the dance sequences until later on in life. You rewatch and you're like, did I just see that in this other movie? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, they reused it. Like, one scene one scene in this movie is particularly egregious with the uh, the reused footage and the, or the reused animation. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, it, it definitely it's definitely noticeable at this point. So, uh, well, so I mean, cause we'll considering the movie, I well, mean, considering Considering Kayla and I have been at this for ages now, we're coming up on two years pretty soon here. Yeah, we, it's all we've been like pointing out, like, wait, that's from this scene, and that's from this. That's movie. from Mister Toad. That's from well, Sword in the Stone. You know, like that's from the junk. That's that bit from the Jungle Book. Even was from uh, 101 Dalmatians. You know, like it's just it's bizarre when you start to notice it. But it's not so much when it's linked to other movies. But you look at the very beginning of the movie, and you look at the movement animation. Uh, sequence of the uh, the archers when they run across the log. Yeah, it's the same animation across each archer. It's it's a they just duplicate it. It's yeah, not freshly the, drawn. I, I looked like the the archers the archers all look exactly the same too. So mm-hmm. like that and they they it, they ran exactly the same. Uh huh. There's there's a lot of you can see that there's a lot of cost or time saving animation methods applied to this one and but here's the not way. always to the movie's detriment, but it's definitely noticeable. Uh, here's the weird thing, though. Uh, you, what's the normal the normal budget for like a Disney film? And David knows this is usually four million. Around four million. This was five million. Five, really? Yeah. Was that because it cost extra to reuse and re- uh, or redraw? It, it it was more they um it took a lot more time. Apparently, like the backgrounds and the characters were so painstakingly drawn and painted by hand that um that's why there would be repeats. But oh. also remember, they fell behind on production schedule. That's right. So usually when that happens, they spend more money. Right. It was more to the detriment of, I'm not going to for uh, Sleeping Beauty, because that movie had some problems. But then I've heard the same thing with uh, once we get into Black Cauldron. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, I love that. was another one of my favorites to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but you say they spent so much on this movie. And as like I said, as much as I love this movie, it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The animation and the it, it's all the drawings are very rough. Like it's a not a final draft, but like that rough, rough just before you're done draft. Yeah, it definitely has it's, that feel to it. Kayla and I were just noticing that compared to other movies we watched, which are so painstakingly, exquisitely drawn, this does not have the same 
polished po- feel to it. Yeah, it doesn't have the same polish. And you know, it's that worked to the advantage of something it like, did. say, 101 Dalmatians, where the style was very, was very, it was very stylistic in the way it was doing. And it wasn't, but it didn't it lack worked, polish. It's just but it that it worked had a style. For Robin Hood, though. It really worked for Robin Hood, though, because Robin Hood's supposed to be set in the medieval times. So, you know, have that kind of roughness. While it, you can notice it, it has that same feel as, you know, when you listen to vinyl and you have that dustiness in it. You know, it, oh, it worked for some reason. That's definitely, the, you can definitely, that's definitely a way you could look at it. I mean, I, I was, I wasn't distracted by it until certain points where I would see like the same character, the same animation used, the same animation sequence used multiple times. That was more distracting than the style itself. But like, there are bits in here that are really good, that look really good. So. Well, apparently it didn't bother the critics because, or the fans at that time, because it made 35 million. I keep getting surprised by the fact that yeah. w- I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because eventually there's going to be a dud, and that's when the Dark Age really hits, uh-huh. you know? Uh, it was also well-regarded by critics, and okay. actually, you know the song Love? Oh, oh yeah, Love goes, goes on. on and on. Nominated for Best Original Song. Really? At the 46th annual, uh, or 40, not annual, well, technically now it's annual. Kind of annual. Uh, 46th Academy Awards, but lost to The Way We Were, which is from the film of the same name. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, this did well. Like, people liked it. And not only that, there's two two things to note about it. One, this is the first Disney movie with all anthropomorphic animals. We, we've seen, like, anthropomorphic animals in the past. Uh-huh. But usually it's been, like, a part of live action animation or it's been included with other things. I joked with you when we were watching this. I'm like, you mentioned that to me. And I said, oh, so this uni- this is just set in the universe, same universe as the island of Naboomboo. But, yeah. From Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> Close, but yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and also, this is the last Disney animated movie that all Disney's nine old men would live to see. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, briefly. I mean, we, we we're going to talk about the opening credit sequence anyway, unless there's some more fast facts you want to throw out. Um, I, 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 that's it for me. I, I, I've I, got something that I noticed. Okay. Okay, so you bring up anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animal. Yeah, it's a and you also bring up stereotypes. And I noticed this with the rhinos. Oh, they're yeah. almost always guards. And you go watch, go watch Kung Fu Panda, and guess who the guards are? Rhinos. Oh rhinos. my gosh, that's right. It's like they they set a standard for like animals to certain roles. Mm-hmm. It seems like. I mean, the granted, it's probably the only time I've seen elephants use their horns as a trumpet, but. It, <laughs> It's true. And a really happy hippo playing the uh, the big drums. I mean, everybody else is all so grumpy, and they're just that hip- hippo. Boom, 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 boom. There is one but rhino still, that's an executioner, but that's the only time we see a rhino that's not a guard. But once again, still in that kind of guardy-ish role. True. true. But they're always – it seems like every movie that has anthropomorphic, chances are you're going to see a rhino as a guard. You know what? This makes me really want to watch Zootopia again to see if they – Oh. Defy stereotypes, oh. or if they really play off them. And the fox was tricky in that one too. Yeah, but that was a whole point. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Stereotype about foxes were tricky, you know, like. But that's with the mythos of foxes throughout history, though. They've always been known as a trickster. I mean, look, uh, Aesop Fables. The yeah. fox was a trickster. Oh, no doubt. So. I, that's actually yeah. Are we? I was going to see if we're reviewing this film. Yeah, we're we're reviewing it. It'll be a long time, but yeah, we will get to Zootopia. Because that is a Walt Disney animation series. I might have to film. listen to this episode again before we watch uh, Zootopia, just so I can remember what we talked about. By the time we get to that distant, distant point. Um, so let's talk about 
So this 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 movie opens. We get the book opening. So we should again. Be, uh, uh, before we begin, Ryan, um, uh, we should let you know we kind of go beat by beat with the scene by scene for this movie. So we don't have to go like over it hugely. We but we just want to make sure we we're hitting sort of because we were talking about the story just as much as we're talking about the yeah. animation. But well, I got I think when I stopped watching because I had to, had to go to sleep and I didn't get a chance to. I got to where they're in the boats after the tournament. Oh, okay. And I still know that there's the whole them going to the castle and doing the little rope across. Like I said, I ain't seen this movie in years, and I still remember the scene where they're putting the money on top of the ropes and oh, yeah. setting it down. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So, yeah, we begin with our famous book opening. Yep. And it starts with, this, you know, they talk about King Richard going leaving on a crusade, Prince John taking over, and, you know, yada, yada. Robin Hood being, you know, Robin from the rich, giving to the poor. Then we get our uh, our kind of sort of narrator... He pops up every so often. We get the bard. We by, get voiced by oh, Roger the minstrel. The the greatest opening song of any Disney movie. I mean, it's catchy. It's it gets stuck in your head after a while. It does. It's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got Roger Miller doing the voice. Right. Uh, and he's uh, like, well, let, let let me tell you how how we animals tell the story. And then we right. get him whistling, and we get lots of shots of stuff we're gonna see later in the movie, just without backgrounds. Like the, the characters, I think we're being introduced. Right. We get we. This is one thing that's interesting. The text that pops up feels almost like the kind of text you'd see programmed into a VCR or a video camera yeah. with the yellow text. But yeah. but it, but we do get full credits with full voice acting credits, which is also nice to see. And we've been seeing this more and more as the movies go along. So we get our characters introduced sort of one by one. Um. um so actually, I'm. But gonna... we could. I mean, when they get introduced in the thing we can talk about them okay but. i got because i got a couple of uh uh i got no like a couple of things i figured out about some of the actors and actresses that i can bring up so mm-hmm. when we uh get into that okay good because i had a question about one of them all right uh how about once we reach it i'll let you know okay all righty all right so but yeah the opening credit sequence is good uh for those who who don't know it's that you know You probably heard it at the beginning. It's catchy. It is catchy. Um, and of course, uh, some website decided to make part of it into their hamster dance and sped it up. And yeah, I fought so many people going, no, that's from Robin Hood. And they go, no, it's not. That's a hamster dance. I knew it was from Robin Hood when I heard it as a kid. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, and in case the younger listeners don't know what the heck we're talking about. Good. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so so we, we go to Sherwood Forest. YouTube meme. We go to Sherwood Forest. Very and, old one. Wow. Yeah. We go to Sherwood Forest. <laughs> they, we have this opening credit sequence. There's some stuff. And then Sherwood Forest, uh, Robin Hood and Little John walking, walking through, through the, the forest, forest. reminiscing this and that. This is very musical. Uh, but we get right into the thick of it. We're just like, we don't need to know a ton. I mean, I, I presume our bard lets us know basically just right off the bat who Robin Hood is. And, and we're thrown right into the, the action, quote unquote. So it's just, they're there, um, chilling about. They go swimming. They get shot at by, uh, are they wolves? Are the they archers wolves? Those are wolves, yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's what I thought. They're like wolves or coyotes. They're some sort of canid. They're canis lupus. And they're firing at them with arrows and they're horrible shots. They miss every time. And, uh, they manage to make a getaway. And somehow they kept, they keep, uh, well, they are able to get through their clothes, but then the clothes never, uh, get holes in them. Not for long. I'm not gonna, the one thing that's interesting, and it's not like the worst thing ever but like the continuity in this animation is not the greatest there's some continuity issues it's surprising you bring up. that one up because yeah because 
he gets shot the arrow right through his hat, and then he gives his hat to the little rabbit kid, and there's no hole in that hat. That's that's no. right. And John's like, hey, this is my only hat I have. And then he gets another one. <laughs> yeah, it's just not having... hard for him to get another hat. Um, I mean, oh, and then the next the next part where you notice it is actually coming up because because they they're talking about how their whole robbing from the rich, giving to the poor thing is working out. It's just the two of them, as far as we know. I'm like, where the heck is the? They mentioned the merry men a couple times later in the movie, but the only other sort of merry man we see among their bunch is, is Friar Tuck. Mm-hmm. Well, you say Ro- you say Robin. No, Robin's a very uh, robbing is a very dirty word. Or what is it? He says he says it's a it's a, it's a very nasty word. It's the word borrowing from. It's them. like we just we just borrow from those who can afford it. <laughs> yeah, it. which is. And I'm sitting I sit here watching. I'm going. He's gonna say liberate. He's gonna say liberate, and he goes borrow. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take borrow. That works too. Uh, yeah, down with the one percent is basically what Robin's saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then Little John is basically blue. Yeah, I mean, it's Phil it Harris. Is. It's Phil Harris it, doing the voice. And, and he's, ex- he's animated exactly, exactly like, Baloo. like Baloo. He's just playing Baloo, but in a different, in a strange alternate reality. With, like, uh, brown fur. And, of course, now I'm stuck with uh, Tailspin stuck in my head. Thanks. Spin <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, that I just learned, realized recently that the same people that sing that song also sing the uh, "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego" theme song. Oh, Rockapella, yeah, yeah. That I just learned that I mean, recently. I mean, just on a side, little quick side note. It's sad that the guy who played King Louis in Jungle Book is not the same person from Tailspin. They're two different voice actors. Oh yeah, yeah. This is true. Uh, We're talking but, about uh, Louis, Louis Prima. In the Jungle Book. Well, Louis Prima, well, he passed away before that. Oh, I know. Yeah, because his wife tried to sue them for using his voice likeness for Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we we delved into that quite a bit. Um, we learned that from uh, our friend Andrew when we uh, talked about Jungle Book. So we were like, oh, okay, how weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's Blue, it's Blue the Bear being Little John. Yeah. Basically, it's, he's just dressed as Little John. Uh, we need some more they... movies with Blue the Bear then. We need more, just... Yeah. Well, he's blue this bear this time. He's a Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so so this is the third Phil Harris. This is the last Phil Harris movie. Yes. Um, Wait, hold on. The Phil Wait, Harris this, tri- trilogy. What was this first one? Uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book Blue. Wait, Jungle Book came out before Robin Hood? You yeah. Did. Wow, it just doesn't... F- okay. <laughs> it feels like Robin Hood came out first just because it wasn't as polished as Jungle Book was. Well, Jungle Book was... Yeah, see, that's the thing. Everything, in my mind, pales compared to Jungle Book. I ha- I love Jungle Book so yeah. much. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I mean... Uh, well, I, mean, I, I, I mean, not everything, but, so, like, if, especially from this era, Jungle Book is, like, this this pinnacle, in my opinion, to the way the, the story is told, the animation, the uh, backgrounds. Oh, my God, the backgrounds. So one of the things um, we're coming to realize, music. actually, as we go along with this, is that... Um, so Jungle Book was the last disney movie that walt disney had his hands in and after he passed away but he passed away during the making of it um so after he died i guess maybe there wasn't as much leadership or maybe uh it just they they weren't sure what to do and you kind of notice like the animation kind of dwind like style the 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 the, the, the the stories and the quality are so sort of stone was in that era too then huh Sword of Stone, Sword of the Stone had the same kind of roughness that Robin Hood did. It did, but that was also, but that was just before. Um, just before that Jungle was Book. just before Jungle Book. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So second Phil Harris movie is uh, the Aristocats. I'll have to rewatch that one again. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, he plays Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat. 
So then he went from that to Robin Hood. I guess he went, but he, then he'd go do Tailspin later then? No, I don't think he, he I think he that wasn't, to, that wasn't Phil Harris in Tailspin. Yeah. Oh, then they found a, they found a great person to sound just like him. Oh, they sure did. Yeah, they did. Oh, come on, Becky. You know, like. Uh, cause I think Phil Harris passed away before Tailspin. Okay. He must have. Well, you gotta realize this, these movies came out in the 70s and. Yeah. True. Well, let's let's talk about the other. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, Kayla, remind me who played Robin Hood. Do you remember who played Robin um, Hood? Let me get that name really quick. All right. While you're finding that information, Brian Bedford. Brian Bedford. Mm-hmm. Fantastic voice. They cast him very well. Uh, I know. A, the only like- the only proper British sounding. Well, well, not that's not true. Uh, one of the few proper British sounding people in this. Otherwise, you're gonna. A strange England full of, again, mostly Southerners. Maybe we are in Sherwood, Arkansas. <laughs> Shh. Um, <laughs> they're listening. <laughs> By the way, Brian Bedford is an English actor, if you haven't guessed, and he won seven Tonys and has been known for uh, <coughs> acting in and directing Shakespeare productions. Oh, he passed away fairly recently in 2016. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, his voice just ate... ate- I don't know. It was, it was nice and smooth. Yes. Which was perfect for the fox. No roughness. It, he sounds cool and collected, in my opinion. It, that's like, what oh, it is. You know, we're just going to breeze our way through this, you know. Kind of carefree a little bit. Like, just lets the moment happen and plan and seems to know or have a plan on hand just for that moment. Yes, exactly. This is, um, he, he, they cast him very well, but I think the even better casting comes, uh, David, in the next bit. David. I've been itching. Come on. Yeah. Okay. You get this, David. Okay. You, this so is, this they, is yours. they hear the, this is where we get the, the first you, many of many uses of that marching music, which we hear throughout so many scenes mm-hmm. in this freaking movie. And, uh, it's the royal, it's the royal coach and with being escorted through Sherwood and, uh, with the rhino soldiers and everything, and we have and the hippo drummer and the hippo, hippo drummer, drummer, the, the elephant. So trumpeters. happy to be helping. <laughs> Sorry, it's 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 just a great hippo all by himself. Super happy to be drumming away. <laughs> I you know I didn't think about it, but you you have a good point. He's got a pretty cushy job that hippo. At least he's not murdering people. That's true. <laughs> you think the guards would be hippos? They're so dangerous. Um, in IRL, but uh. The real, but the, you want to talk about the least dangerous thing here? It's probably Prince John, who is our villain and uh, is hanging out in the carriage, counting all the tax money. He is not; he's almost Scrooge McDucking that that <laughs> tax money. And uh, this is—he uh, is voiced by the late great Peter Ustinov, who is a favorite of mine. Um, so David loves the movie. Um, like he loves the movie uh, Blackbeard's Ghost. Guilty pleasure, but yes, uh, Peter Ustinov plays Blackbeard in that movie, and uh, he and this is it was it was really great when I learned that he played this character too because he was he's so funny in this movie. I love Prince John. Uh, the, I gotta admit, like when you hear it, Peter Ustinov is having a blast playing this role. You can I, tell he's just putting his all into it. I think that's why I enjoy him so much is because he just sounds like he's having fun with the part, you know. And he's got interesting range because he just goes from being all sad and mommy, mama, ma, to <laughs> see, this is it. Look at the watch this, watch this. We got him. Yes, we got him. Yes. He goes from so many moods, even it changes so quickly sometimes. I noticed. Yes. He's, uh, he does. He's got a really, he's got a, he, he's really good at making weird noises too. Like when he's just like, <laughs> like when you were talking about the thumb sucking and stuff. And he's, yeah, just, and the ear holding. <laughs> 
mother. You know, just like somebody. Mommy. Odd, mommy. Uh, he's a he's great. Um, there's also Sir Hiss. I got so I got something for this. Uh, the voice of Sir Hiss is uh, Terry Thomas, right? And he actually has a gap between his teeth. Oh! And the animators were so ecstatic to see that because they were like, oh, "We're going to incorporate this in uh, the in the in Sir Hiss's uh, character design because what they loved about it is like the the tongue coming out. I did, you do see that, yeah, in the mo- which is great. It's a Hiss is also a, a fun a fun that, character. That's the one I had a question on. Is he, is he the same one who did the snake from Jungle Book? It's not the same snake. Oh, the, man. I think it's just the same design, but it's not. Well, I thought it was not the same voice then. Uh, in in no. Jungle Book, it's Sterling Holloway, and, who okay. also voices who voiced the Cheshire Cat and <gasps> and Winnie the Pooh. He'll go on to voice Winnie the Pooh. Again, granted, I, I prefer American McGee's Alice Cheshire Cat. <laughs> It fit better, in my opinion, but I love the Cheshire Cat. It's one of my, in- my most interesting characters. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, we, uh, David and I have geeked out about Sterling Holloway. We love Sterling Holloway. Because he's done a bunch of other roles throughout Disney, and we're just like, oh, you wonderful, beautiful man. Um, and-, uh, and an interesting character, too, Sterling Holloway. If you want to go, you know, for listeners, obviously, who have listened to us for a bit, you know how much we love Sterling Holloway, but you can go back and listen to our thoughts on him. Uh, and his interesting history. Um, but for some reason, uh, Sir Hiss has the same power that Ka does. Because he's a snake. Yeah, but apparently in, in Disney's universe, and I'm surprised this has not been utilized more, uh, has the ability to look into a person's eyes and hypnotize them. It happens once, but like, how weird. It's a plot point in here, though. Now, now this brings up one of many things I noticed about Robin Hood, and it's not as noticeable here, but it becomes really glaring later on. They, there's a lot of expository dialogue in this movie in place of showing us what's happening. Yeah. Like, I feel like that kind of, that, that happens a lot. Uh, here we get sort of, the, we already got a little bit of the backstory, but they, we, we get the impetus of how, uh, Hiss apparently hypnotized King Richard and said, and convinced him to go off on a crusade leaving uh, his younger brother, Prince John, in charge of England. And uh, who knows how long he'll be gone, so Prince John is reveling in his newfound royal status. Um, but um, they, there's a lot of them just talking about the situation. And I, I do like the, the interactions between these two characters, but it goes on for a while. And you say that about him hypnotizing his brother, and then just probably, what, five, six minutes later, he tries to hypnotize little, uh, not John, uh, yeah, Prince right. John into uh, not sucking his thumb anymore. And he oh, just yeah. goes, don't do that on me. No, none of that. None of that. How, yeah. Okay, how weird is that? That just clicked in my brain. There are two characters named John in this movie. Yeah, we got Prince John, John and, and Little, Little John. John. And Scatman John, don't forget. He makes a camp. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, and I know John. it's from the book, but why book? Why? Because, I, you know, I, I know they should have included Scatman John because he's in the book. <laughs> he's, but, um, <laughs> he's lying. Um, I mean, look it up. Robin Hood. There's that part where, you know, Robin Hood is about to, you know, fight the Sheriff Nottingham. And then he's like, I need some moral support. And here's skiing. But if you're going to talk about books and Robin Hood, you might as well also remember, you know, Doctor also visited Robin Hood at some point. Too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't remind me. <laughs> but, I, but here's a weird part that kind of undermines that whole joke that was used in um, Robin Hood Men in Tights where uh, – uh, Patrick, uh, um, wow, my, I'm, I'm blanking. But King Richard comes back. He's like, all the toilets in this will be called 
Johns, and it's like there's little John back there, like, hey, hey, <laughs> Patrick yeah. Stewart. I Stewart, think. yes, it is. Thank you, Patrick Stewart. Wait, hold on, hold on. We gotta do it right, Sir Patrick Stewart, because he's I remember correctly, he's been knighted. That's yes, true. That is true. That's true. So, uh, so Robin Hood and Little John they conspire a plan to get in there and take the some forest. of the money, and they no, no, dress as fortune tellers. They're running, and they're like they're running through the forest while putting their dresses on. This part's great. I like this part. I'm not gonna lie. This. I laughed quite a bit throughout this movie, and this part actually made me laugh because I like the fact that you got Ro- uh, like uh, Robin actually trying to do a feminine voice, and then <laughs> you got Little John actually using his real voice, like this well, very masculine voice. Fortune's work test, lucky charms, like doesn't even hide the fact that. No. He- well, it's funny too because they're running through the forest and put this on. It's not a smooth put on. They're kind of hopping around trying to put one leg into the bridges you're like oh we can get through this yep yeah trying to struggle and get that shirt that dress on yep well i say one thing robin robin pulls it off better than than little john yeah although little john seems to be really good at making his chest bada boom there is oh he flaunts it oh he flaunts it oh he, he flaunts, flaunts it right that rhino was interested that very i mean we have we actually there's a part where where he this is interesting. So while Robin's in the the coach, uh, so so Prince John stops stops his coach to let him come in and like tell his fortune. Messiah, they may be bandits or poppycock, female bandits. <laughs> yeah, I no caught that too. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Car- carry on, carry on. But, but yeah, like uh, so. Uh, this is a the another one of the first continuity errors in animation too, or another one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So uh, there's that scene. Uh, they're like, you may kiss the royal hands, and then uh, basically they're stealing the jewels off his rings on his hand. And if you watch throughout the movie, or at least throughout, even just throughout the scene, the jewels will be there, or they'll be gone, or there's no rings at all. Yeah, it's- there'll be one shot where you just see his hands and you'll see no rings. And then you'll see another shot where it will cut to him a little closer. You'll see the rings all of a sudden, but the jewels won't be there. There's there's a lot of uh, and then it, animation it, continuity errors in this bit. But then it'll cut it back, and then the like jewels are there. It's like... It's funny, though. Like, later on, you know, he makes a comment about, you know, how they go missing... He got new ones, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go missing even when he's not. They're not being stolen. They just fade in and out of existence between shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So while Robin's pulling the whole fortune telling thing in the tent, Little John does this thing where he goes over to the royal chest and he uh, unscrews the. He uses like his dagger to carve a hole in it. Nobody notices this. Exactly. Yeah, it's in broad daylight. He's not exactly subtle, and I I'm not sure how he got under there with those four rhinos. Yeah, there's not four rhinos him. carrying this chest, like this, like chest filled with like treasure. Obviously, he goes right underneath it, makes like a a circle, opens his like dress, and lets it fall to his like chest area. And basically, he already has made his chest look like melon, so it's like, yeah. why not make him look bigger? What, whatever. I just don't know how those rhinos didn't know. And the rhinos him. don't know. Because there's just clearly two there, rhinos that could look down one. at any moment and see him. But there was one that had his back turned to the whole thing, who hears it and, and doesn't fully notice it, and then he sees, well, not blue, but little <laughs> John. <laughs> And Either side, almost, almost does like almost does like a fox whistle towards him because he's like little John pops around the caravan goes. Hey, how are you doing? There's literally Especially. a part where the camera, the camera actually does a little zoom in from the rhino's perspective on uh, on uh, little John's rear end too. It's, yeah, it's like wow. And, and let's talk about that. How he somehow got the hubcaps off of the uh, carriage? Yeah, we don't even see him do that. Yeah, he just, he he, he's put, 
he puts his like hands behind his back. He kind of rubs around on it, and then all of a sudden the hubcap's gone. Boop. It's it's wizardry. They're good at this. It, it's it's medieval times. Th- those were right. Those were horribly made hubcaps. What? Uh, no guards saw him do this. Apparently nope. not. Nope. <laughs> all in broad daylight. Yeah, so they they have thoroughly as so they take off and they've third and they've not only saying that they have thoroughly hoodwinked no, Prince John. Oh is, wait, wait. Go ahead. I just before we continue on the part, anybody else knows that the snake managed to get himself almost halfway out of the carriage and yet somehow is still stuck in or stuck inside that basket. Yet he's also able to get his tail out of there and smack Robin Hood's hand quite a few times. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, this part is a little rough. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, in terms of what like the schemes Robin and Little John actually pull, this is actually the part of the movie I enjoy the most because this is this. I feel like this could stand alone as a little short, you know. Yeah, I think what I love about it is like because uh, you see, and I like the fact they don't explain this at all. It's just really great, and like uh, they they cut and they realize, oh, Little John is actually stealing stuff, and then. Robin Hood jumps out and he's wearing the king's like robe and you're like, how did that happen? How did he get away with that? Like I said, that's what's so fun about it. I, I use the word hoodwinked very specifically. Yes. And you see him in his underwear. <laughs> like, what yep. what led to that? And I don't even need to know. It's just great seeing Robin coming out with a, a ton of bags of gold wearing his <laughs> sword jacket. I'm like, that's amazing. That's a great job. How many times did you want to see uh, hear Sir Hisco? See, I told you. <laughs> of um, course, you've been robbed all the time. <laughs> all the That's time. A, I love Sir Hiss's sass. His, yeah, his, his Sir Sass. Sir Sass a lot. Uh, <laughs> so they're like chase after him, and of course, they it leads to trouble because there's no hubcap. So guess what? The wheels they- fall off. John falls in the mud. It's hilarious. Um, um, but then we get to, uh, we go to the, we go to Nottingham. Welcome to Nottingham. Everything sucks in Nottingham because they're, because poor. they've attacked and Rooster Man shows up again. He has a name. I just don't remember what it was. And then, oh, yeah, he does. Uh, oh my gosh. I know he's a minstrel. He says his name is like Amadeo or something like that. His name is, and I can find this for you because you have the internet in front of you. It's Alan Adale. Alan Adale. Alan Adeo. Yeah. I always thought he said Amadeo, and I'm like, I like Amadeus, but without the Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Um, but uh, he uh explains, yeah, everyone's being taxed like crazy, and I'm and like, by and the there's, person... there's literally no way to justify. So I'm trying to remember in the original continuity of Robin Hood, where the, the I know the taxes were the main issue. Yes. But what was the what was the, there had to be a reason John could claim oh I have to tax you like crazy for X amount of reasons right just he I mean I guess he could because royal mandate or whatever really, oh, there, it was just a royal mandate there wasn't really a reason it's just you're being taxed congratulations it's good to be the king yeah it's good, it's good to be the king man we're gonna keep quoting Mel Brooks every so often oh yeah uh, but we we start seeing sort of the daily life in, in Nottingham and we get uh, specifically the introduction of a, a few characters. Namely, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Which is voiced by Pat Butram, who, again, very southern accent, like... Texas, it's Pat Butram! This is the guy that was from uh, Green Acres! We see, we mm-hmm. saw him before in Aristocats. We'll see him again in, like... Oh my gosh, I, I know we're gonna see him again in lots of movies. Uh, 
I mean, he was he was in a western. He was in uh, Back to the Future. That's why he seems so familiar. I, I grant I don't know westerns, but his voice just felt like he was in a western movie at least yeah. a few well, times. You've have you seen Back to the Future Part Three? Yes, I have. He's one of the uh, western guys that's at the bar. Of course. Yeah. So it's because he it's, it's that's that he that's his real voice. That's his he he could do that voice. It's so southern as ever, and it's great. Um. <laughs> but yeah, he comes to uh to get taxes from uh the blacksmith dog. Oh, by the way, that's Otto. You know this voice actor. It's J. Pat O'Malley. Oh, that's J. Pat O'Malley? It's his final movie. Oh. Yeah, before he passed away. That's too bad. This is his final movie. Before. Uh who plays Friar Tuck? Because Friar Tuck is also here. Friar Tuck is voiced by um Andy Devine. Appropriate, because he is a preacher. Uh you okay? So apparently he was most well known for uh, the vo- the role of Cookie as a he was a sidekick to Roy Rogers. Okay, um, I've been in a bunch of westerns, like a ton of westerns. Like again, where is this set? It's supposedly in England, <laughs> but we got a lot of southern actors. It's here. an animal world, I guess. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's from the uh, Southern Sherwood. Southern Sherwood. It just makes the two Sherwoods together, you know. Brad Sherwood Forest. <laughs> so, uh, shows how much of a jerk the sheriff of Nottingham is. He, Otto the dog blacksmith, gets, uh... He's uh, got a broken leg. His leg's in a cast, so... Then he actually punches against his cast leg. To uh, knock the coins out? Yeah. By the way, uh, so, sher- the sheriff of Nottingham, um, uh, Ken Anderson wanted him to be a goat, Oh, that would have been cool. But uh, Wolfgang Reitherman's like, no, he has to be a wolf because wolves are no- usually known as uh, villains. So we uh, got to make sure well, we know he's a villain. Wolfgang had like no vision. I <laughs> swear. I mean, I've I've been fairly positive about Wolfgang Reitherman before, you know? But yeah. here I'm just like, nah, dude, this is a chance to play and have more fun with the character designs. Ken Anderson clearly had that idea in mind. I would have liked the Sheriff Nottingham as a goat. Could you imagine him going around going, meh? I would until I saw Adventure Time. Not Adventure Time. It was a Star vs. Evil, and like the priesty character was a goat. And now I'm like, nope, sorry. Priests are all goats. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Sheriff... I, 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 honestly, it, stereotypical as it was the wolf, it did work, though. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Right, I really... <laughs> I, well, I loved him as the wolf. But here's another thing. You don't really notice that. That's, I mean, that's fair. Honestly, like when I'm seeing the sheriff of Nottingham, I'm not thinking, oh, that's a wolf. Because there's a certain point that I'm like, I don't really notice them as animals. Or for a lot of them. There's some that's like, oh, it's so clearly obvious. Like once we get to Lady Cluck, or I think that's her name. Yeah. Uh, it's cl- like it, they they really emphasize the fact that she's a chicken. But, um, uh-huh. but a lot of these you just kind of forget after a certain point. Like, right. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think of, when I see Sheriff Nottingham, I don't think, oh, yeah, uh, totally a wolf. No, because he doesn't do anything to showcase his wolf-like features. No, all he it, does is, is act really jovial as he's taking every last piece of money going, look, there's the thing, here's the taxes, I'm gonna need them because the prince really needs the money. Yeah. He even goes to a, a rabbit's birthday party and takes his farthing. Yeah, this one whole, whole farthing. Thing. This poor little. Well, you rabbit. know, it's not a it's not a job if you uh, if you don't. What was it? Uh, if you enjoy your job, then you don't feel like you're really working. Yeah, he did. He sure. That's him right there. He oh, enjoys yeah. his oh. job so much. 
He enjoys bossing people around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he, I mean, he's, he's not afraid to go to Skippy's birthday. His name's Skippy. Isn't that adorable? He goes to Skippy's freaking birthday party and takes his farthing right out from under him. From this poor little seven-year-old's birthday. Like, just to show how much of a jerk he is. There's an animal stereotype right there, though. Notice how many rabbits there are. Rabbit children. Oh, my gosh. Uh, same thing in, as in uh, Zootopia. How many rabbit kids were there? Yeah. A lot. Nice. It's true. I mean, that's definitely something. This is just Zootopia in the past, honestly. Yep. This is their <laughs> ancestors. And of course, you know, then he takes the coins from Robin Hood. Doesn't realize, like, we don't even realize oh, it's Robin okay, Hood right so, away. Yeah, so uh, Robin Hood is disguised as a blind, blind man. Another, that's the other thing Robin Hood, see this, that's the thing I like most about Robin Hood's character is honestly just when he go, when he becomes a master of disguise and he's oh, just going yeah. around doing that. He's the gypsy woman. He's the, um, the blind man. The blind man. He's the, uh, the stork at the archery the contest. St- oh, uh, the like, stork disguise is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. That but for the fact that I've seen Robin Hood multiple times, if I had watched it for the first time, I would have not thought the old man was Robin Hood at all. Really? Or the, the blind man. Because the way he played it off so well, I, it I, felt like it wasn't even him. Like, it was just some other random character that just happened to be there. Oh, wow. I, once we get to the stork part, uh, I'll, I got a story for that. But anyway, um, yeah, he, he comes to Skippy's birthday and they're like, oh, poor blind man. Let's help you out. And after Sheriff Nottingham leaves and then it, he reveals, I'm Robin Hood. And he's yep. like, hey, kid. Happy birthday, son. And I always think to my, I always thought to myself, I thought to myself in that moment, man, everybody else gets like Iron Man. Captain America. I got Robin Hood at my birthday party. Well, they didn't exactly have Iron Man at that just, time. Just let me joke. So, <laughs> Robin Hood is kind enough to give the seven-year-old a bow and arrow. Kid, and kids, kids didn't have as many, uh, as many restrictions in the Middle Ages. And uh, uh, Robin- what'd you get for your birthday? I got a hoop and stick. <laughs> You got a hat too. You got Robin's hat. That's well, true. but you think in the medieval times, though. I mean, giving a a, a seven year old a bow and arrow or a sword wasn't thought of like, oh, you're being a bad parent. That was, hey, we're preparing you for the world. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's gonna try and kill you. You need to be the able black to shoot plague them. is coming. You're probably gonna die before the age of eighteen. Well, might as well go shoot shoot some. Well, that like what like squires are starting at such a young age oh, to yeah. possibly train to be knights, like. People actually had dedications of jobs that they were going to grow up to be. Oh, yeah, and they exactly. started at a young age. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. So, I mean, I think that I like to think he's already he's already into the idea. So they're just encouraging what's already there. He wants to be a, a hero and a fighter and a warrior like Robin Hood, like Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley. Okay, uh, I, I love the little the little baby rabbit out of the three. Oh uh, yeah, she. Oh yeah, there's 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 a bunch of generic rabbits, and then there's the Skippy and his sisters, and they're like the generic, they're the not generic rabbits. Yeah. And then we get to the stereotypical turtle. Oh yeah, the nerdy turtle who. He's like, adorable. Uh, it's it's also afraid. Yeah, he's not as bad as some stereotypical. Oh, turtles. true. Like it's like, very minor, but yeah, yeah. it's still there compared to what. Cats don't dance. Oh, that turtle was just like fortune cookies, just on him at all times. I felt like he was Don Knotts playing him for some reason. That might have been Don Knotts, actually. <laughs> I think it's actually Don Knotts who does the voice of that turtle. We're not talking about cats don't dance. Hey, you know what's interesting though? I don't know why cats don't dance remind me. There's a credit we didn't mention in this movie. What was that? Don Bluth. <gasps> That's right. Oh my god. Oh my god. We got so excited. Uh, Don Bluth actually worked on this. His name is credited in this. Sorry. <laughs> Don Bluth. Don Bluth. <laughs> oh, God. For God's sakes. Uh, the Land Before Time. time uh, American, American Tale. Tale. Oh, hold on. Which part? Which part? Land? I've seen both of them. The first one. 
Okay, well, Land Before Time. Who in Land Before Time? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. As an animator. No, no. Oh, as an animator. Okay. okay. So uh, we'll get into this later on. But okay. So in the 80s, Disney was going down. Don Bluth had his like own studio. Like he was an animator on at Disney. And then he separated and then just created these amazing movies. This is the guy who did Secret of Nymph, American Tale. Um, uh, Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Um, that was like Fivefold Goes West and all that, right? Well, Fivefold, Fivefold, he did not, he had nothing to do with Fivefold Goes West, but he did the but first But still, Fivefold was an American tale, though. Yes, he was the first, he did the first one. The first Fivefold movie. Oh, uh, man. Uh, all Dogs Go to Heaven. That's a... That's, that's Don, a uh, dra- Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair, yeah, the video game. Um, like, Don Bluth is... We've talked about potentially doing all of Don Bluth's canon. Yeah, he's done quite a bit. Like, Anastasia. Um... That was uh, a, we that's an under, such an underdog movie right there, Anastasia. Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. Uh, I'm I'm oh. like going through. He did Titan AE. Uh, uh, then there's some movies that weren't as great, like A oh. Troll in Central Park. Well, all I'm saying is that Don. We're, there's an anime. There's a credit in the credits for Don Blue. So this oh, is when he's working at Disney. Yeah, and then also he did Thumbelina and the Pebble and the Penguin. Oh, yeah. That's, okay, I, this I is this is all him. Oh my goodness! I you're just bringing back childhood memories of all, all these movies I remember watching. Well, I'm glad we could help enlighten you about Don Bluth. Yeah. Um, but, so and then also he uh, we'll get into this later too. He animates uh, uh, Elliot in Pete's Dragon. You probably have never seen the movie. That's okay. Not I've my- seen wait wait old old school Pete's Dragon like old school. I've seen it. It's just been so long since I've seen it. I he he animated I, the dragon. Oh oh wow yeah. Yeah, Don Bluth is, like, an animation legend. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that's why David and I are geeking out. And we're probably... <laughs> there's going to be a point, like, after we do Disney, and then we promised ourselves we're going to do a, a, a Ghibli after this. <gasps> oh, I, I, I've, I've seen so many of theirs, and I'm still wanting to see more. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one of my... That's another one of my, like, favorite animators. And then... Anime. Yeah. And then eventually we're do, we may do Don Bluth next, but we might do Pixar. We haven't decided yet. We'll decide. It's, I mean, it's right? A, it's a long time coming. It's a long time coming. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to stay focused on. Yes, yes, on Robin yes. Hood. So, uh, Robin. Uh, it shows Robin basically giving uh, the rabbit mother gold and showing like, oh, oh, he it, does go out and do this. And Friar Tuck was giving people. Uh, oh, money yeah, that, from Robin Hood's. Yeah, he's like, this is something from Robin Hood. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. That for Otto before the sheriff came and took it. So, um, but it seems you only seen like three people. You know, Little John, Robin Hood, and Friar. I, I think they gotta distribute the wealth as best they can or as fast as they can. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I think the idea behind it was like they're showing just these few things. Just show this is what he does. Yeah, um, yeah. This just, is a network. Um. Uh. But anyway, Skippy. Skippy goes to test out his new. The 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 bow and arrow turns out to be a plot point because. In a weird way, even though it doesn't, it, it, it's it's okay. So again, this focuses on one of the the issues I have with the movie. So we have the arrow. He fires it over the wall. We get this whole cool scene with the kids trying to sneak into the castle to get the arrow, where they bump into uh, Maid Marian and Lady Cluck playing croquet. Or yeah, croquet. No, not croquet. Badminton. Is it badminton? It's, it's badminton. Bad, it, it is badminton. Hitting the shuttlecock, which is the I don't play, feathery. I don't play thing. 
Badminton. I don't know. Oh, I uh, love Badminton. It's a great game. So, uh, they're playing Badminton. By the way, uh, you would recognize these, David, uh, in oh. Aristocats. Okay. Uh, you remember the two East, Abigail and Amelia? No. Yeah. It's them? Monica Evans does Maid Marian and Carol Shelley does Lady Clock, and it's them. This is even better than those roles. Like, they, they, they get to have so much fun with those parts. Oh, yeah. They were just kind of the geese. I love the geese. Don't get me wrong. And in, then, in the Aristocats. Remember, they were also uh, a pair in The Odd Couple. Right, of course. No, that's important. But, like, it's funny because here they are being playing opposite each other again. Yeah. But they get to have more distinct personalities. Oh, yeah, which is great. And is Cluck the only, like, Scottish character in the whole movie? Yes! She is! Like, has the only Scottish accent. As a lady in waiting, I'm waiting! Ho ho ho! Uh, I, I like, I, I've I, always liked Lady Clark. I did too. And, but I find it weird that they gave her cleavage. What is up with the animators in giving, like, anthropomorphic animals boobs? They're anthropomorphic, I mean. But you, uh, anthropomorphic, but at the same time, you kind of, it's kind of like getting, hey, you know, male, female. And, oh, I mean, uh, Lady, well, she, the fo- I don't remember her name in the Fox. Mar- Maid Marion? She, she really didn't have much of a figure anyways. She's a, Well, she's kind of covered. She's wearing like a she covered. shawl. She's, she's got a crazy head thing. So yeah. interestingly enough, um, Dave and I were talking about this. Uh, apparently, uh, I hate saying this. Maid Marion is what caused a lot of, is. Well, let's be fair. Maid Marion and Robin Hood and themselves. Because this is an early anthropomorphic animal movie. Uh, I imagine this this uh, this w- movie was an awakening for a lot of uh, uh, a lot of furries. Uh, not just furry. I mean, I'm sorry, but Robin Hood's voice. I mean, that alone just about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There, 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 there's there's, there, there, there's a certain there's a certain attractiveness when you uh, focus on what the car- how they're cast and how they're drawn. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that this. Uh, was- yeah, and May- I can see Mary Marion. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but I, the, I go I go for a uh, cluck. Lady you, you, cluck. You yeah. go for uh, Lady Cluck. I go she's, for Lady Cluck. She's got personality. Yeah. I think exactly. Uh, and not to mention, she's she's hilarious. Yeah. The thing, uh, actually, funny enough. Uh, so there would be like, as a kid, like, or as a girl, you're like, look at yours and you're, oh, this person is cool, or I love, or uh, I like the way they're dressed, or whatever. I really did not like the way. This is little Kayla, just letting you know. Little Kayla did not like the way Maid Marian dressed because she did not like that headpiece. That's fair. Nunnish headpiece of hers. Yeah, yeah, I was like, why? And as I get older, I realize she looks like a nun. Well, she's very chaste, Maid Marian. Remember, she's she's yes. saving herself for yeah, Robin. Yeah, because uh, there is a there's a point where they didn't even kiss before this. So the kids actually run into her, and she's very kind, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, she's a wonderful." Uh, she's a very lovely person, even though I don't know what her connection is to the king, but apparently they're related. She calls him Uncle Richard, but it's like, is she John's kid or what? She can't be John's kid because she's a fox and he's a lion. They're both lions, but they she calls like, I don't understand. I don't know the relationship, but well, I only know she is royalty, I guess. Is she royalty? I think she wrote me. Richard was a lion, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah Richard. Richard's also a lion. lion. So where, where does how is she related to? Because she says uncle, but I, I can't species wise. It just doesn't match up. I, I'm not yeah. Disney. There you go. Just Disney. <laughs> okay, fair. Let's not think okay, about it too. Okay, so hard. but like, there's a point where they said, "Oh, I heard you and Robin Hood were sweethearts. Like you knew each other as kids." And yeah. They, there is a point where the turtle asks, "Did he ever kiss you?" And she says, "No, but he carved our initials on that tree." 
And it's like, she's talking about wanting to marry. I'm like, but you guys didn't kiss? I have a problem with this part because this is one of the biggest situations in this movie where I feel like it's it's telling, not showing. Yeah. I think it would have been important to establish a re- some other way of, of showing the relationship between Robin and Marion well, earlier. in the book, they kind of do that too, actually. Okay, well that's... I, I, that, that actually, I know, I'm just saying... That was actually something... Because, again, they're jumping into the action and they do just say, oh, they knew each other as kids. Okay, okay. Did she say where she went? Because... Oh, yeah, she uh, went to London. London, went, that's what it was. Yeah, she went to Portobello Road, and she was stuck in a dance <laughs> sequence for, like, ten years, and when she finally left, I mean... Okay, we're, we're referencing Ben Knobs and Broomsticks, that was our last one, so... Uh, anyway, uh... Angel, was it Angel Lance, Lancet in that one? Lansbury, but yes. Yeah. Lansbury, oh. Uh, the voice of Mrs. Potts, yes. Uh, but, yeah, so apparently they, yeah, it, it, this is basically exposition. It's exposition. I just, I don't know. I'm more, I, there's some, there's parts of this I really like, but I feel like what app happens after this, where they have that bit where they're both kind of at a distance reminiscing about each other, it's fine, but I just don't find it super compelling. This part I find compelling. I actually think it's really cute when, when, uh, Lady Cluck is humoring Skippy by pretending to be Prince John and they have a fight and then Marion is doing, is playing along like, oh, my brave hero saved me. That whole thing. It was cute. It was cute. Um, and then it, but then it cuts. And I'm, to- I, mean, I keep laughing, thinking, here they are doing this in the courtyard of the castle. What if at any moment, almost like the Wicked Queen in Snow White, Prince John had looked out the window <laughs> and seen all this happening and been like, oh, with their heads. It's funny because she pulls Skippy into the, uh, they go into the little trees and they go, what next? And he's just kind of going, I don't know what to do. I, I ran out of ideas. She goes, well, usually, you know, the hero kisses the girl. And he just freaks out. Well, that's sissy no, stuff. No, that's sissy stuff. Yuck. And of course, there's his sister just having a laugh. And does she pass out? Yeah, yeah she, 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 she laughs so hard, she apparently passed out against a tree. This happens twice, by the way. Same animation. <laughs> uh, but then it cuts to Robin Hood cooking <laughs> soup for uh, uh, little John and him. And he's daydreaming about Maid Marion. And even- well, while think in the scene just before this, Marion is kind of daydreaming about Robin. Yeah. When, she has this wanted poster on the inside of her door. Robin is disappointing his hetero life partner, Little John, right now. Yeah. Uh, I you mean, know love- how if you can't- that- What? How massive that cauldron is that he's cooking soup in for just the two of them? <laughs> well, look, he is a bear. He is a bear. And look, I'm, 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 Robin, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, and, you and Little John. Have a have a have a strong bond. Um, but then uh, Friar Tuck comes. Oh no! Wait, he burns the soup. Yeah, because he was daydreaming about Maid Marian, and, and he's, he's 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 always like, "Well, a, I'm an outlaw, and b, um, I I should have honestly proposed her a long time ago. C, I'm an outlaw. If I try to a, I can't. Well, I mean, I can't really provide marry. For... I can't provide for her. We live in in the middle of a forest in a camp, and we can't really like you know, obviously." The royal, the aristocracy is not going to want her with me because I'm a wanted man. And then, um, that's so was it that scene or the one before that where they talk about, you know, you'd have a son in law who's an outlaw? Oh, uh, they mentioned that in the, the scene just before that. They, like, your uncle Richard will have an outlaw, outlaw for an in law. That's what it was, which makes no sense, but whatever. It's well, they, they really wanted to throw that. If it, it would have been made more sense if, like, Richard had been Marion's father, but or like she was adopted or something. That would she probably. That's probably why she's only made Marion. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but in comes uh, Friar Tuck to let 
to let uh, Robin Hood know that there's a big archery tournament going on and that the winner gets a kiss from Maid Marian. And um, I would have liked it more if we would have seen Robin Hood show off his archery skills earlier <coughs> on. But, like, you could clearly see, oh, no, he's a really good archer. Yeah, they, they set that up. Mm-hmm. But the main the main thing is I about this scene that I was, like, kind of, like, oh man about is I think, like, they could have, I feel like, uh, how do I put it? I don't know. There, there's some. I have some pacing issues with this movie in general because it, it, it really kind of moves from one thing to the next pretty quick. But I sometimes not in the most cohesive way. Like they said up this whole thing, and then we we you know Robin's ready to go, but he's gonna do it in disguise because they know it's a trap. They already know it's a trap, you know. But he's like, I want to kiss Maid Marian. I want to be closer to her. We're doing this. So they roll up to the archery tournament, and we get the march music again for like a million times, the millionth time. Um, gosh, so much reused. This is the movie of reusing. Everything gets reused, even from the same, a few scenes ago. Same marching animation, same bits. Everybody in Nottingham turns up for this archery tournament. Uh, Um, John, Prince John is like, ah, yes, my plan to trap Robin Hood. It's get revenge for him humiliating me earlier. I'll, I do this archery thing and he'll show up and he'll be in disguise, but when we find him, we'll destroy him or whatever. Um, so he couldn't resist. And then Robin Hood disguises himself as a stork, and it's a really good disguise. How good, you say? Well. <laughs> well. Okay, so here's something you should know about young Kayla. We go back in time. To- All right, I'm going, blah, time vortex. <laughs> now, this, this is like two-year-old, so we're, we're going back to two-year-old Kayla. Aw. So, um, uh, She's adorable. My grandpa used to dress up as uh, Santa because actually he was like a 300 pound man that, um, uh, and it fit the part really well. Okay. So he dressed up as Santa. I cried when I saw him. So he was like, okay, Caleb, no, 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 look, look. And he would take off the beard slowly and be like, I would be like, hi, grandpa. And they're like, he's like, now watch. He puts it back on. Kayla starts crying Aww. again. So obviously young Kayla has a weird, unable to distinguish two characters in changing. So I'm watching this. I remember as a kid watching this, like, who is this stork character and why are we fo- suddenly <laughs> focusing on him? Did not click. Did not click for young Caleb. <laughs> That's fine. That is wrong. Wow. Oh my goodness. It's a good disguise. It is a good it disguise. It is. It's like, quite good. So You didn't have the same problem with Little John. Little John uh, disguises himself as the uh, counts from somewhere else. He's, he's Sir Reginald, Duke of Chutney. That's right. And get, basically wins the favor of uh, Prince John and gets to sit with him at his, by him. And He's very charmed by his Phil Harrisisms. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Put that on my luggage. <laughs> yeah, Phil Harris is charming. Like, we, Phil Harris was charming as Blue. He's charming here. Oh, he is. Yeah, that's fair. I sure his having none of this. Yeah, his is like I'm. I'm being. Re- I feel like I'm being replaced in like two seconds. So Phil. So uh, yeah, Sir Hiss decides to go find Robin Hood because of course he's some. He's disguised somewhere. I don't blame Hiss for wanting to leave. I mean, their his relationship with Prince John is pretty abusive, and it's abusive toward him. Oh yeah, not he, away from. He's like, you moved. You have to let me strike. You know that kind of thing. I was like, "Wow!" I like. Is, I, I like that. Harsh. Everybody knows that Robin Hood's going to be here, and he's going to be in disguise. Like everybody knows. Like it. Mayberry is like, "Okay, we got to figure out where he is. We'll try. What, how will we recognize him?" Did do Marion and, and Cluck not realize that this is going to be a trap? Apparently, I don't know. And it just uh, okay. Uh, 
Well, it, I don't think anybody did except for Robin Hood, Little John, Sir Hiss, and Prince John. Yeah, but I feel like Friar. I feel like Friar Tuck and uh, the Rooster, the Minstrel. They knew. Odelay, Odelay, Alan, Odelay. Alan, Alan O'Dale. Alan O'Dale. I think it's Alan. Did I wait? No. Something. Am Alan I, O'Dale. Am I just naming the Alan? I, the, no, wait. He's on, a minstrel rooster. He's a guy. He's a dude. He I, has I, a I just, he has a head. He looks right. It's Alan O'Dale. Alan yeah, it's Adele. Al, Al, Alan O'Dale. Alan O'Dale. Yeah. Alan O'Dale. Wait. We'll just it, call him Alan. Question. I'm trying to remember this. because uh, Alan Dale is an actor. Yep, yeah, he's an actor. I'm like, wait, why is that not? rolling off my head and i'm like oh yeah this is a guy that's an actor i've seen his name and credits before so this is alan adale uh alan dash a dash dale alan a dale alan a dale uh so anyway uh alan a dale and friar tuck see circus and they're like "Mm, he's up to something this leads to actually one of my favorite gags in this there's a lot of great gags. oh yeah okay He's a, he's disguised himself as a balloon. <laughs> and then, like, he has, like, the balloon on his head. And he's, like, whoo, like blows it to make it bigger. So he would start flying, lifts his tail up, and then twists it around to make him start moving. This is a key. This is a gag. Where he's, I love this gag where he's just flying around. This is an amazing state. visual. Like, I like how the music going with it is silly because it's still that march music, that parade music. But now it's got the... Uh, you know, the title whistle over the top of it as he's flying around propeller style. It's it's a pretty good gag. I'm this with you, great, Kayla. Okay, so... Well, yeah, I was watching that. I was just like, wait, where's the helium? He's just using his breath and now he's I floating said, in air. I said the same thing. I'm like, that wouldn't work. There's no... Snakes have helium breath. <laughs> That's just, They just do. I mean, this is a fun fact about Sir Hiss, I guess. But it's such a, like a cliche thing of cartoons. You do use your own breath to create a balloon that you can use to float into the air with. Yeah, but it works. So we have our archery contest. More animal gags. More animal gags. Robin Hood is amazing. Uh, not as amazing. I'm not gonna lie. The Robin Hood in Men in Tights during the archery contest is so much better. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like how casual though the stork Robin, the stork it's uh, still is good, though. as an archer. Well, I'm tip top, all right, but I'm not as good as he is. Uh, he immediately shows up. The sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Who's hoping to And he's not even, like, win. looking. He's just, like, boom. But he's so good, though, as an archer that on that second round, he goes to shoot, and Sheriff just knocks him, and he shoots up in the air instead. So And he quickly pops out another arrow and just fires it away and hits that, the first one to get it to land right in the bullseye. Yeah. that's just It's such a great trick shot in itself that the only other time I ever see that kind of stuff is in anime <laughs> when they do that stuff. Like, I'm going to hit this to make the projectile change direction to go somewhere else. Um, Hiss actually figures out that it is Robin Hood because he looks up his shirt. Yeah. He looks up the back of Robin Hood and sees a foxtail, I, I presume. Uh, anyway, so he's flying back, but then um, apparently uh, Friar Tuck and Alan Adele are really good at archery, too, because they were able to use his like minstrel to uh, shoot an arrow towards... Loot strings are apparently good bow strings. Yep, and it uh, pops the balloon on Hiss, and they... Um, they shove him in an ale it, barrel. They shove him in an ale barrel. I'm like, oh, that's you, right. Oh, once, in a, once again, another case of alcohol and kids' cartoons, and not a single person bats an eye about it, or he thinks twice. They just go, hey, he's in a barrel of ale, and he gets drunk. No, please. Oh, I don't drink. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing I noticed. He says, don't, I don't drink. 
<laughs> you do now. Uh, I remember doing that last night. Just going. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the crocodile announcer. I want to talk about real quick oh, because oh, yes, you can uh, you can bring that one up because you know that's a very familiar voice for those of us who've been following us for a while. Uh, you know, the tournament for your golden arrow will now begin. Um, uh, all Aldra's targets will move back thirty paces. Uh oh my gosh. Uh uh in I'm trying to in all the cradles. Yes, I know. I'm trying to uh because um. If Tiger Lily not back by sunset... Oh my gosh, I was just thinking <laughs> that last night going, is that the Indian from Rob, or from uh, Peter Pan? Yep, same guy. And oh my, not, I... If, have you ever seen, um... Oh my goodness. The Great Mouse Detective? Thank you, it's Fidget the Bat as well. And I'm trying to get his name right now. Uh, the voice is... Oh my gosh, that's such an amazing name. Candy Candido. That's right. Candy Candido. I like that this character, this actor's name is Candy Candido, and that's his voice. Yep. But um, he's oh. also the voice of uh, fun, funny, funny enough, he's the voice of Gus, the Hitchhiking Ghost. That's right. Oh my. Like God. I was just sitting there waiting for him to go. How? Oh yeah. man. Luckily, he doesn't because he's a crocodile man in Nottingham. So. Uh, <laughs> Robin uh, wins the tournament, uh, and he's about to uh, get a kiss from Maiden Marion, uh, but then the- Marion knows it's him, too. Prince Charm figured out it's him. Like, I gotta give him props. He figured out it was him. Yeah, because on- no other archer- no archer is that as crazy good, apparently. Yeah, so he's knighting, <laughs> uh, he's knighting him, but then uses the sword to reveal his disguise, and he's like, seize him! Now we're gonna kill him! Yeah, we're just gonna kill him. No mercy. No mercy. And then Maid Marian tries to stop him, and she's like, because I love him. Aww. And he immediately responds, I love you too. But Aww. the one that Aww. actually stops, of course, is Little John with a knife at the back of- Oh yeah, just as a, he's about to be executed by a rhino. Little, okay, by the way. Rhino, rhino. Rhino, rhino. sorry. Rhino, about to be executed by a rhino. Gets stopped when you realize that, and welcome to Disney movie in the 70s. Little John has a knife to his back, threatening him and telling him, tell him to release him right now. I'm like, you know, it's effective. <laughs> the sheriff catches him in the act, but um, but that, not until Robin's been freed. Then there's chaos ensues as Robin and Little John and everybody else try to escape. They fight off guards. There's some action scenes. Robin's apparently pretty good with the sword. I, I'm himself. sorry. We cannot glaze over this fight scene. No. This fight scene is insane. It's pretty bonkers. Well, well not only that, but it brings up this teri- a stereotypical Scottish woman of, oh, you just threw me out of the fight. I'm getting right back into this. Oh, yeah. She puts up no, uh, she just goes, you know, no, no, I'm getting back into this. This, this is no, no, we're not having this. Yeah, and it's just so, it's off the walls. Like, you get all these animals fighting in a tent, and then all of a sudden they start moving like they're in a train. <laughs> and and the, yeah, the scene changes from point of view of Baloo, or no, Little John's. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> little John's point of view, and it just, as they're running forward, there's crisscrossing of animals going different directions, like it's some sort of Scooby-Doo episode. It's, it's off the walls. And then, by the way, Robin Hood for like proposes to Maid Marian during this. She's all for it. She's all for it, and they're like, "We're gonna have six kids, six kids," and she's like, six? Oh, a dozen at least." I'm like, "Oh boy, well, you're foxes, so <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility." Yeah, he's he's aiming well, small. They, they want to they want to uh, Young love again in that case. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, they talk about young love quite a bit. Yeah, I like how I like how I, I like how during this part, uh, Prince John turns on a dime at the beginning. He's like, "Kill him, kill him!" And then the fight starts. He's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And he like crawls away behind the barrel to hide. Yeah, and then he pops out immediately, just like kill him. And pathetic, so uh, pathetic. There's... And then near the end, John Hiss or uh, Sir Hiss shows up from the barrel. No, no, not yet, not yet. There is a oh. football. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, the football scene. With Again, this is off-the-walls bonkers. Like, by the way, um, fun fact, and I recognize this immediately because um, I used to work for USC and got my master's from there. So um, it's the USC fight song that's playing. When uh, when she's running down the... Yeah. Fight on for USC. Nice to, nice to see that your 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 mater was your alma mater was uh featured in the middle ages i'd like to I, I, i'd like to thank usc for while i was working there allowing uh paying my tuition for right. getting my if, master's uh, yeah if that, could, if that could be in robin hood then we could have david bowie during the troll uh during the other movie too wait did david bowie what do you mean which movie uh, Knight's Tale, was it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right, because you, you hear gold and you start playing in the Knight's oh, Tale. Oh, yeah, that's correct. I was like, wow. Yeah. There was, this movie was based around a theme, and I forgot what the... Yeah, well, the idea, because uh, I actually looked this up, because I was wondering, what's up with all these songs in a Knight's Tale? Uh, turns out the idea is like, well, it takes place during the 1370s, and basically, let's be honest, every 70s <laughs> is the same. Yeah. That was the idea behind it. Like, it takes place in the 70s. <laughs> I'm like, come on. That's why you hear, like, Queen and stuff like that. But, yeah. Sorry, my, my uh, moviness is showing. No, it's fine. Uh, where are we in the movie? Cur- oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. we're finishing this up. You started to say something about Hiss, Orion. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, fight has ended. They've escaped. But then we see, we hear Hiss in the ale barrel. <laughs> go ahead. You can go from which one me? Yes, you. Yeah. I forget. I forget how he gets out. Does he? Is he still in the barrel? And oh just yeah. Talks through it. Oh yeah. Because I forgot that part. Because I remember going from there and it goes to the boat scene roughly. So, because uh, he he there's a the cork that's in it and uh, Prince John pu- uh, pops out and you can see like hiss just drunk like oh there you are oh boy PJ you're not gonna believe this you know what. At least that drunken scene is better than Dumbo's drunken, because that terrified me when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm never getting drunk again. Actually, I love that scene so much. Yeah, me much. too. Uh, but David knows my love of uh, the surreal. Yep. I mean, I share uh, it. Just, so. That whole pink elephant, it just, it just freaked me out. <laughs> but yeah, hey, he pops up. But, but at least, you know, sure, his drunkenness is just like... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's funny. That's, that, uh, that's kind of my drinking stage, too. <laughs> oh, actually, I am sure his. That's a, that is still not my favorite Disney drinking scene. My favorite Disney drinking scene um, doesn't come until uh, The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is awful, actually, because they, they're actually drugged in that movie. That's going to be fun to talk about. Oh. So so I oh. think now we now is it's fair to move on to the... Uh, Love. The love scene. Well, it's not a love scene. It's a love okay. Hold on. Song. So this is about halfway through the movie, right? I think so. Yeah. Have you? There's one thing I noticed about from there to there. Have you noticed any musical numbers? Like every other Disney movies I've seen has a big song, a pre-production 
Robin Hood doesn't. Well, we had Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. But, but that was more of a sing-song narration. Yeah, there, there really isn't. There's no versus, you know, uh, Jungle Books. You know, uh, oh, like Jungle Book had what, like three to four. It felt like you Jungle know Book had a yeah. Jungle Book had a couple. And they I were, mean, I want to be like you, who, who. Yeah, we we and actually we discussed this, this. Like, there's a lot of like hit songs in Jungle Book. This one's a little. This is the first proper like musical moment in the yeah that's beyond exactly. the credits like because I don't count the Little John as an actual full on song. I mean, even Cinderella had a few songs, but Jungle or Robin Hood really didn't have any musical numbers um, except for yeah, the boat scene was just, just a very small uh kind of yeah it it worked though the boat get, scene well here, here's here's the interesting part because with love that's just or actually all the songs playing are kind of in the background. Like, nobody's really singing it. I mean, Alan Adele does sing the songs, but it's... Right. Like, but he's the storyteller. It's not until we get to uh, the Prince John song, like, we actually get a musical number. The Prince John song, interesting, though, is immediately after this song. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, it's like, oh, what a romantic uh, song. And then they're like, long live King Richard, let's dance! Yeah, let's... So let's not gloss over this part real quick, because, like, uh, this is the one instance of non-anthropomorphic animals in a scene, and that's fireflies. There are fireflies oh, out okay. in the forest. No, there were fireflies earlier on. There were? Because remember during the, uh, um... Oh gosh! Uh, when they were the oh yeah, they had the fireflies in the in the crystal ball. Okay, yeah. Yep. So so insects are a thing, but they're I don't know if they're sentient. Anyway, um, but they have this night out. It's romantic. They don't do much. They just kind of re. They're just kind of get. I, I imagine in montage form, they're getting like reacquainted. Yeah. So and, that and happens. It, is is it a cliche <laughs> for every romantic scene at Disney to always be on a boat with vines everywhere? I don't remember them being on a boat though in this part. They were they, they were by a pond. I know that. I guess where they were on a boat for a little bit. Like it was a very small little gibbet. There they might have been. I I think it was, it was minor. They were most of it is them walking along a pond and then they go behind a waterfall and, and you realize that behind this waterfall is a passage that leads to the clearing where Robin's camp is and um and when they get to the camp. They're immediately interrupted in their romance by uh, everybody jumping out of the bushes being like, we're so glad you two are getting married. Oh, by the way, down with the king. And then they sing the Prince John song about how phony much, king of the England. phony king of England. England. And uh, it's a this is reused animation central. This entire oh, scene. My oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, like, boy. The like the dancing between Baloo and Louie is reused. Like, completely, for that scene with Little John and Lady Cluck. Completely, like, beat by beat. You told me that Wolfgang Reitherman was like, hey, people will recognize this, so therefore... No, 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 they, he wanted the animators to do it because it would be... Oh, he wanted the animators? I thought he was talking about the audience. No, 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 it's familiar to them, so they're like, oh, oh. You, you, here, just copy this because it'll be easier for yeah. you. And it's like something that you know well, so... Okay. And then it was the same with the main Marion, her dance was, what was it? Uh, Snow uh, White. Snow White. I knew like hers was reused too. Oh yeah, all of it is reused. Like so oh much God. of it. And I wouldn't say all of it, but a good, good chunk of it. Like even the people clapping in the background is just the re. Is just the 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 dwarves. It's the same animation yeah. as the dwarves in Snow White. Um, and there's a, there's other places in the movie where that, but this is egregious. It's like insane. I couldn't pay attention to the scene as well as I would like because I was too distracted by the fact that like I've seen this exact motion before with Maid Marian. I've seen. 
Baloo do this exact same thing in the Jungle Book. It's just... And then, like, there's the part where they're ending the song and the camera pulls away. And I swear they stuck Little John behind this bush. You can see the top of him sticking out. And he's doing the, an, an exact same animation again. I feel like they stuck him behind a bush so they wouldn't have to an- draw more of him than that. That's just what it looked like, almost. Like, as they're pulling away from this scene. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, I, I, I the song's fine. Yeah. It's okay. None of the none of the songs in this movie are particularly impressive to me personally, except for maybe the opening sequence, mm-hmm. the title. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I felt like as I watched this, and I was like, you know, there really aren't that many songs to begin with. Right. Like, we went through about almost half the movie until we got to an actual song. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, even the even the love song is not that great. Not that great, honestly. I'm surprised it got nominated. I it could have been a slow year. Yeah, <laughs> seventy three, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, for movie, uh, okay, it's the seventies. So there's probably a lot of great movies, but it might have been a slow one for right. original songs. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, so this is this is this is like I like I said earlier. This is around where I think the plot starts going into just go 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 go. We just need some stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. So the song reaches cult status. Basically, everybody in the village is singing it, and uh, and there's a brief scene where the sheriff of Nottingham is singing it as he comes into the castle and Hiss is counting his money. And you get an interesting moment between the two of them where they're like kind of laughing about it. Uh, Hiss starts singing it just to show he can. And that's when Prince John shows up and gets ticked off. And he's like triple the taxes, squeeze every last inch of it. Out of those musical peasants. Those musical peasants. Immediately cut to... Everything completely sucks. I don't know how much time has passed, but Nottingham is basically a ghost town. Yeah, because and everybody's in jail. Yeah, every it's it's like it just all happened. We went we went from the hat. We went from this great like oh yeah, everybody's celebrating this archery tournament Tuesday. Everything's in jail. Everything's bleak. It happened so fast. Wait, it wait, bothers wait, wait. me. You you want to go with that? Let's start from the beginning of that part. It was bleak to begin with. You see, what three people in the stockade for tax evasion? Right, but and it's, then, it's played and then it's, then it's but then it's hey, everybody's happy. Then it's oh, everybody's sad again. It was just this like roller coaster right there, just right down up and then back down again. But I don't like then, roller coasters. Then, I, I need transitions. <laughs> and, then, and, and then there's and then the, Alan and Dale start singing "Not in Nottingham." I like this song. It is not. That's not a bad song. But it's, like, oh yeah, the sad song, and you're watching all these people. I'm like we. Not even five minutes ago had a really upbeat, happy song. And immediately we have, oh, and everyone's in jail. Everything is terrible. We just went from, like, no musical numbers to love song to happy Prince John song. Happy dancing song to sad song. Yeah, like, like space yourself out movie, for goodness sake. But the minstrel being, the rooster being the minstrel worked out, like, because, you know, minstrel's supposed to always have a song for every situation. Yeah. has one. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Contextually, the, yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, like, I'm saying, I'm just, I'm arguing that from a pacing standpoint, I don't oh, think yeah. this part is paced well at all, and it and it bothered me. Well, it's like the first half was well paced, and then the second yeah. half was rushed. That's we yeah. The second it. half of the movie is very rushed. Um, the one thing I uh, I've came to notice about the songs, I think the best songs are actually the. Like, oh yeah. If Alan Dale is singing, I'm like, okay, they're pretty good. There were other ones just. They're okay, but like songs are probably the best. I yeah. Um the uh so we're in Sadness Town now and then we cut to Some good rainy scenes. Yeah, actually I I like the gag okay. with the I do like the gag where all of the uh raccoons are being led into the <laughs> prison cell and they're yeah. all on one chain with a big the big iron ball at the end. That part's 
they're all in like pr- classic prison uniforms. It's pretty pretty funny. Now, um, so we cut to like Friar Tuck's um, uh, at the church, and it's raining. Now, here's something um, Dave and I noticed because um, yeah, the animation is harsh, but the the backgrounds it's watercolor. Yeah, they have a watercolor thing. It's not great. Like it's sometimes it's better than others. Like when they're here, marching through the woods earlier in the, the one scene in the the caravan scene, it's like very watercolor. It's kind of splashed out. But then sometimes the background is really exquisitely detailed. Like I think this is one of them. Like I think the way they animated the church or how they designed the church. I love this scene. Is really I love the way this scene looks. The grays and the blues and the rain. Like it it, it feels cozy in that church despite it being kind of cold and bleak. Yeah. I actually really like the, that the organ music is behind it, but I just the atmosphere of this scene always made me feel cozy as a kid in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um the Friar Tuck, and there's the church the church mice, which I think were introduced earlier. Yeah. Uh, One of them is voiced by... Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, she voiced Meriwether in... in um, we should know Sleeping, this. Sleeping Beauty. It's Sleeping Beauty. But we should know this. I know. Because we've, we, we love her. Uh, and then she voiced Lady from Lady... And Lady. Oh, why are we bad at this? Um, uh, it's Barbara Luddy. Thank you. Oh, that was on the tip of my brain. Yeah, Barbara Luddy's back as the... Oh, no, it's not Barbara. Wait. But it sounds like no, Barbara Luddy. No, it is Barbara Luddy. Okay. Not, not only is it... Oh, oh, okay. I just realized something. Barbara Luddy voices two characters. Wait, in this one? Yeah, she voices uh, Mother Rabbit as well. That's Barbara... Oh, it is. Oh, I just... You know, I just realized where I hear it. Mm-hmm. Where I hear it. Stop my baby. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, I remember, remember... I'm sorry, I'm getting over a cold. Um, remember when I was like, that sounds a lot like Piglet. Yes, it is the voice of Piglet. You mean the 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 uh, the priest the, mouse. The, the other mouse yeah yeah so there's two church mice um, I actually really like this scene yeah it's very up lovely. to a certain point I uh and then the sheriff shows up I no I actually okay as as standalone this is actually a nice scene yeah it's like they're kind of in sadness and like Friar Tuck is like it's kind of peaceful and um like the church mouse comes out and she gives him his last farthing to give to the poor that's so sweet and it's like a sweet moment and then sheriff of nottingham comes in and he steals the gold farthing from the that's from the, the poor box. box and the friar tuck just loses it and after it just like says get out of my church and pushes him out and grabs a stick and starts like trying to attack him. Like, oh my that, god, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Well, it, did, did it, it seem like it bumped him out of the church? And then we we cut to the mice real quick. What's he doing? And all of a sudden, they're out fighting in the rain, and he's he's trying to kill I, the sheriff, nodding him with a stick. I actually thought that that kind of <laughs> lifting up kind of worked because, like, you could already tell he uh, Friar Tuck was already a bit upset of him being there. Yeah. But then him stealing from the poor box, he was just like. <gasps> How dare you? And then he makes a comment, and he's like, "That's it. I'm done." Yeah. And just that's why that actually worked for me. No, I like that. I like that. It's not the first time he went off on me because he went off on him back with Otto too. Oh, he did. And yeah. He stole when he stole the coins from the from Otto. He Friar was just like, "How could you?" And just verbally went off on him. Right. Now see, this is this you. is different yeah. though. Now he's trying to brain yeah. him with a stick. So, well, so. I, he's just fed up by now. Uh, I I kind of like the fact that the priest mouse is yelling, "Give it to him! Give it to him, Friar!" <laughs> Imagine Piglet doing that. <laughs> uh, and then they actually put him under arrest um, for high treason. Oh come on! Uh, of course, fun- they, it's a trumped up charge. So of course, 
Which is a weird, it's an odd thing, because, you know, in the medieval times, the church had so much power. Oh, yeah. But this is a, this is a poor country church. This is small town church. But you think if, if, if this got out, like, if this was a, a if this was actually in, you know, that the, the Middle Ages, if this got out, oh, man, their oh. Prince John would be in so much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't. So, He's got an iron grip on uh, Nottingham. Prince John plans to say that they're going to tell, like, basically reveal that they're going to hang Friar Tuck. I'm actually kind of amused by this exchange between he and his, because same rainy day, but he's just sitting there in his chair looking frustrated. He's like, I have all the money I want, but I still don't have Robin Hood. He's still, he got away, and I'm still, and he's still humiliating me. However, however much time has actually passed between then and now, because I have no idea. No, I can't tell. It's, it feels like a lot of time's passed, but we don't know. But when his mentions that they have Friar Tuck in jail, he's like, oh, this is perfect. We'll We'll hang Friar Tuck, and we'll say we're going to hang Friar Tuck, and then when Robin Hood inevitably comes to rescue him, we'll we'll corner him and and kill him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, uh, we'll hang him in the village square. Cut to them setting up the noose in the castle courtyard. Apparently, did that, did, Orion? Did you notice that too? He says the I village sa- square, and then they're setting up the noose in the castle courtyard. Sadly, I, I got only to the boat scene last night, and oh, I wanted right. to finish, I wanted to finish it up today. And I just didn't get a chance to. No worries. I mean, do you? But do you remember that? Uh, no. Sadly, the next part I remember was them doing the whole night heist. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. there's a little bit of espionage there. We got we got Trigger, and we get we we've seen them earlier. But we get properly introduced to Trigger and Nutsy, the vultures, who are the <laughs> sort of the the sort of like bootlickers, guardsmen for the sheriff, but they're also kind of the hangman. Southern people. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Wait. Wait. Are they, are they saying the same stereotypical the, as they did in Jungle Book as well? Kind of. Well, they're not. They're not well, Beatles parodies no. like they were in the Jungle Book. Okay. Because in the Jungle Book, no, like uh, they were actually trying to get the Beatles to voice the vultures. In- wait, oh. there were be- wait, hold on, there were Beatles. Okay, hold on. No, no, uh, let me like uh, the Beatles. Let, let me rephrase that. So the vultures were supposed to be voiced by the band the Beatles, like you know the Beatles. Yeah, I know. Of course, I know the Beatles. Okay, <laughs> just to make sure. But yeah, the, they were supposed to voice the vultures, but then that didn't happen. But they had already like animated quite a bit to make them sound and look like them. So the vultures in Jungle Book are basically stereotypes of the Beatles. Um, but in this one, I, I think they're just kind of guards. They're just I, kind of vulture dudes. I think they look a lot like them, like uh, drawn. Was? Well, I mean that there's a consistency of animal style across Disney movies, and the vultures do look like vultures from previous Disney movies. Mm-hmm. They look like the vulture medics from uh, the Island of Nabumbu, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, there was like one of the vultures, like kind of hanging onto the sword or or weapon a, a pole of his. Just kind of yeah. like yeah. One of them's got a, like a pole arm, and the other or a or a or a, a long axe or something. I think maybe a pole arm and. Oh, uh, oh. The other one has a, a crossbow. Trigger triggers okay. the one with the crossbow. Yeah, because he fires it off at least once or twice by like a misfire. Oh, I got the safety on, and it goes. The arrow flies everywhere. The bolt just goes yeah. crazy. So basically, uh, Robin Hood is able to figure out that they they're going to hang Friar Chuck, and actually is able to also figure out that it's all a trap for him. So they decide we're going to pull this heist, and he does. He does his beggar disguise again, his blind beggar disguise, same animation even, and it's almost like they needed to reuse that. And then uh, he tells Little John that he knows what's going on, and they need to break. In order to do this, they need to break him, do a, a proper jailbreak that night. 
for everybody. So they're they're straight up not just going to do that, but they, they decide we can't just break everybody out of jail. Nah, we have to liberate the money from Prince John. I'm not going to lie. This scene is really good. Like, it is. It is actually... The heist? The big this heist? Is, like, you know how you say the pacing was horrible for us? This is paced well. Everything from the end of the archery tournament, in my opinion, to this is not paced well. When we get back to... When we finally get to the heist, that's when the pacing gets yeah. reasonable again. And, like, um... Because uh, it, it basically leads to uh, them sneaking into the castle, freeing people while... So, you got Little John... Trying like freeing people from the chain, their chains, uh, while Robin Hood is in P- Prince John's sleeping bedroom. chambers. He's in his bedroom, yeah. yeah, and he's stealing the gold or to sorry borrowing, taking. Let's be honest, he's taking it. He's a thief. It's what he does. And he's it, stealing from another thief. It, this is an interesting bit of animation idea because the way they're doing it is they're doing like a string to slowly take it to the. To Little John, because the the bedroom is in one tower and the jail cell is in another. It's it, it honestly, you guys just need to see this part. It's kind of hard to explain. They get an elaborate pulley system going because they fired two arrows and there's ropes and it's complicated, but it's kind of it's kind of cool. They get the, the pulley system going and they start tying bags off and running them across. And they're all doing this while the sheriff is asleep and uh, they've subdued guards. There's a whole I, we could go on about this, but I feel like we've been here for a well, while, so. Oh, let's not forget, you know, you, you can't leave until you get every single pouch gold, even the one the sheriff is holding. Or, yeah. uh, Prince John. Prince John. Prince John, yeah. But, yeah, and then... <laughs> bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> but, yeah, Prince... Like, that's what leads that one less gold, and then they discover, oh my gosh, Robin Hood's here, <laughs> and that leads to craziness. Another, and- another fight slash escape. Gods, gods, to the jail! <laughs> On a quick side note, hey, just his sneeze did fit into the Robin Hood because there was a character named Machu in uh, the other. <laughs> That's fair. Voice, uh, voiced by uh, Dave Chappelle. Or not voice. It's, it was it was Dave Chappelle. No, it was Dave Chappelle. He didn't voice it. He actually acted in it. So as we uh, carry on for a sec, you guys, I really seriously need to go blow my nose. And I'm not going to edit this part out. I'm just going to leave the room. Just, I'll be right back. Carry on. True. Yeah, I... Uh, so, that scene was it was such a dark scene too, and not like dark as in like mood, but lighting. Yeah, so I mean, the, you got like a fire started. There's a fight between him and the sheriff. Then that leads to a to him like trying to climb out a tower. It's just it 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 all just start. It's again, this is a really good tense scene. It is because it it ended roughly where that you thought Robin Hood was dead. Oh yeah! Did he like land in the moat or something? Uh, yeah, because he he jumps off the top of the tower as it's like being lit on, like, or is basically in flames, and he jumps into the moat, and he a bunch of uh wolf uh archers shoot at him, and they think he he like falls in there into the moat deeper, and you see his hat like slowly come up, and there's no bubbles, and they're like, oh my gosh, is he dead? And it turns out he's not; it's a fake out, and um. This is the second fake out to happen in a Disney movie. Like there's two there's been uh only one other death fake out and that was Baloo's fake out death in Jungle Book. I find it funny that the two like our two fake outs have to do with Bill Harris or like Bill Harris is somehow connected to it in some way. <laughs> but yeah, it that happens and then it turns out uh Prince John's like, No, he got away and hisses 
like, I told you so. And look, your mother's castle is on fire. And he's like all upset, like, mommy, and has a stick and it just starts attacking Hiss. And I want to say that's how it, I, when I was a kid, I thought that's how it ended, but with the, the villains, but it turns out we, uh, after that scene, it cuts to, no, King Richard suddenly came back, and uh, all was well, and they pardoned Robin Hood. And yeah. again, it- pacing, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I I feel like they, uh... And it shows all the villain guys now uh, sort of in jail, they're like beating against rocks, and then you see Trigger accidentally pull the... Trigger. Oh, but then, uh, hold on, we have to see, we see Maid Marian and... Robin Hood getting married, going into their carriage. Keep, keep very... in mind, we haven't seen Maid Marian since the the the. the That's right. The 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 party. She kind of disappears. She just disappears from the movie. We don't know how she reacts to the idea that that um people Robin are... might be that people are arrested or that people might like. If Maid Marian had more of a part, you could have seen her like. Well, she's an outlaw now too because she's technically she's run away with Robin yeah. Hood, so she can't really do much about it. I'm just saying that it would have been nice to have her be a little bit more in, involved in plot. But they're married now, so uh, they're off and it's all lovely and cute. I just, I don't feel the, I mean, there have some moments, but I don't feel the, because of how they were introduced there, there and how was, their love was introduced and how they only shared, like, a couple scenes together. I don't, you I'm don't, not, you're not feeling it's just, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, I just, there's lots of parts of this movie I really do like, but I just, I don't feel it overall, personally. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry if that, uh, you and I are on different wavelengths there, Orion, but Robin Hood has never been my favorite, personally. So I'm here's the thing: I'm somewhere in the middle. I think, like, I don't dislike it. Don't get me wrong; I don't dislike it. It's just not my favorite. I, there's big, there's things about it that it kind of just make me go, okay. So why couldn't they have done more here? I don't know. It's like, I say, you're seeing it from an analytical side. Yeah, and I, 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 that I admit that. And what you're doing is actually enough, actually what I went to high school for, which was you know film talking about movies and how they worked, you know, and why certain colors are used or why, you know, like some scenes are blue while other ones are, I, I went, I, I was a whole semester or a whole year in high school just for that kind of stuff. Like I watched movies every day and we wrote about movies and learned uh-huh. and you're looking, you're looking at Robin Hood as that aspect as a whole, as a story. I'm not looking at the analytical side for it. For me, it was just a great adventure I, I loved Robin Hood himself. That was such a great character, great casting. I'm totally with you there, for sure. I think actually, yeah, it's not, it's not the greatest. Yeah, yeah, it's not the greatest Disney movie ever, but it's it's just it's just to me, it was a great one. I loved it. It was my favorite, and that's great. I'm I'm really glad you uh, yeah. you enjoy this one. I mean, I, I enjoyed it too. I, I just it's just interesting that that I I mean, I'm my my perspective on it is different, but that that doesn't mean yeah. that it's not an enjoyable movie. Oh yeah, because like I said, I'm not gonna say it's a perfect Disney movie because it's not. It's not a perfect. It's rough. It's like I said, it's got pacing issues, but just it's that kind of you just sit back and you just don't worry about those. And all in all, it's a good story. Yeah, it works. It's 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 it, it works. It works if you're looking for like a for again the kind of romp, a kind of adventure romp like that, and yeah. you're not gonna take it too seriously. Yeah, sure. Like, I kind of do want more Robin Hood and Little John stories out of this, you know? Just maybe some more Aladale, just telling telling us another story about something else. I almost feel like this movie would have worked even better if it was a collection of, like, almost more loosely connected vignettes. Like, we had, the stories are connected by a narrator, but we have sort of different sketches with... Well, that's how the original Robin Hood 
book is like. Right, but it worked. That's why I said, like, for me, individual no, that, parts. That, that's what I mean. It's like, that's what the original Robin Hood's yeah. like. It's individual vignettes. Right, and I wish that, and it, it kind of felt like it was starting to be. And then they, they tried to string it together more as a solid story. I don't know. It, hmm. But as once again, as you, as you kind of say, that was kind of the end of Walt Disney himself. Like he's already passed away and they're still kind of. They're not sure they're on weird footing, but even. Exactly. But here's the thing. Uh, David's feeling about that, this movie. Like I can, I can see how he, he's reacting. I had the same sort of reaction to Sleeping Beauty. Right. Like. See, with sleep, like, there are people who are like, but Sleeping Beauty is so good, it's so beautiful, and it's so lovely. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like it for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. And we talked about that, yeah, for sure. And- I think that is my least liked Disney movie. And I, I mean, I love Snow White. I think Snow White's a great movie. I love oh, Little yeah. Mermaid. But Sleeping Beauty, the main princess, Aurora, is asleep through the whole movie, basically. It's yeah. not even a, they're, really they're, about her She's at almost all. sleepwalking Yo, her way oh, through no, no, the whole no. movie, I, even before she sleeps. I, I was like, I was like saying, oh, I don't like it for this. And it's like, I'm trying to like it. Like, I, I was, like, I rewatched it and I'm like, I'm trying to like this movie. And I'm like, okay, I can find some good parts. It's, it, to me, it's a mess. But well, yeah. with Robin Hood, uh, no, I agree with David. The pacing's awful. But here's this thing, too. I laughed a lot at this film. Oh, this movie's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I laughed quite a bit. I was surprised how much I laughed during this movie. Like, there's a lot of great visual gags and stuff like that. And I got, I do appreciate it for its humor. I was, I did not expect it to be as funny. Like, cause when, as a kid, like, you'll laugh at anything, but to continue to laugh at it as an adult says something. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it, I, the fact that it can make me laugh that much, and uh, I, I gotta admit, I like the off, like the off the wall humor, like like I, how it goes to like bonkers, insane. It's just it does it does use a lot of cartoon logic, which is fun. So yeah, and as it should because it's a cartoon. It, it, it's it's more a fun film, yeah, than it is an actual real story. But no, no. we we don't. I mean, it's not. But it's it, not the Jungle Book. It's oh, no. not Pinocchio by a long shot. But it is a fun movie. It's a solid movie. It's a but it, you can you I can agree. enjoy it. I I still enjoy it. I don't want you to take what I have as enjoyment. I'm just pointing oh. out what I think is it personally but, what detracted from my my personal enjoyment of the yeah. movie. But honestly, more power to you because like there are the parts of the movie that do work do work. I love Robin Hood. I love the he the bits with he and Little John. I love Prince John. I think he's oh, hilarious. Yeah. He's great. He's. A, I love the fact that they made this villain silly. Like that. Not you don't. There's nothing remotely intimidating about Prince John, which is a, great, and it's done so well. Peter Ustinov does an amazing job at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do agree. There's the. It does bug part of the film. Uh, film buff in me, like the reuse of animation, kind of drives me nuts. Like, yeah. if you would have watched, but here's the thing. If you would have watched this without watching any Disney movie, you wouldn't have, we wouldn't have noticed that. And keep in mind, this all went over my head as a kid, too. Yeah. So. Same here. It went over my head as a kid as well. Like, I didn't notice it until later. Right. And then you watch all these Disney movies, and you're like, but wait, that's a lot of borrowing. Like, a lot of hey, borrowing. Hey, hey, Robin Hood is a borrower, as we've established. <laughs> we borrow things. Look at that. Okay. But yeah, the, there you go. This the main issue with this film though is the pacing, and I get why it's done, but at the same time, the pacing is just 
Yeah, because like the first half, it was a great kind of hey, build up, a good story. You were developing these characters. The middle was just kind of why. It's like go, 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 quick, 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 and then the heist is great. The yeah. heist definitely pulls up. I think, I, and I think again, Robin is fun because he he pulls off that whole trickster fox thing. Yeah. that we wanted so much with the the Reynard. Ra- uh, Reynard. Yeah. The Reynard stories. So yeah, I get that idea that you have this trickster fox. Whew. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for yeah. joining us for this wild oh, ride. Definitely. I. Like I said, yeah, you know, I understand your point. You got, you're looking at this endlessly, and if I, I would have done the same thing. Yes, it is not the best movie. It's not the best Disney out there, especially of its era. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I mean, look at, we're going to go off another, another movie on this one. Rocky Horror, not the greatest movie ever, but I love it. No, oh, I, yeah. I completely agree. I mean, there's just movies out there that aren't great that critics hate that just, for the rest of us, you're like, you know what? We just love them for what they are. Yeah, and I, that's the thing. I, I, we're never. Probably, we, I'm just. I, I yeah. I, I I think you should love movies for what they with, are. Even though you should just, just see, love movies because you love them. See, yeah. I have that same love thing with uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. I oh. genuinely love watching this film. I know there are so many problems with it. But oh yeah, like the the Belagosi actually being dead and they're reusing like yeah. clips of him. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's a great it, movie though. You're just like. <laughs> Yeah, I can do that. I gotta watch that one again. Yeah, yeah. It's oh god, I I love watching it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like Robin Hood's kind of one of those films. Like you watch it and you love it for as it is, but you yeah, recognize there's you recognize there. the flaws, but you still enjoy it for what exactly. it, for what it gives you. And I like, I enjoyed it, it for what it gave me. It's not. It, I enjoyed it for what it gave me when it first came on. I'm whistling with the rooster. There you go. Yeah. That's something that I that mean, song is catchy as hell. We guys, little John, uh, Robin Hood, little John, walking through the forest. I'm just like, <laughs> like certain parts are going, yep, lolly, that's about lolly. what a day. And certain parts happening, like, yep, that's about to happen. Yep, that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's also because I've seen it so many times, you know, as a kid. I mean, it's switched sex because I've, I hardly have gone back to all these Disney movies since I've been a kid. And <sighs> some of them are, are, do hold up pretty well. Yeah, we actually have noticed some film Disney films like weirdly hold up. Like 101 Dalmatians weirdly holds up well. Yeah. Like, um, because it. Okay, uh, since you had brought that, up, where did they all come from? Because they did not come from the same, same dog, did they? No, 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 no. no. Okay. It's, this uh, is, no, no. This is exactly explained in the film. Uh, okay. They only have 15 dogs, and those 15 dog like puppies were stolen, and that the rest of the dogs were actually. Uh, kidnapped or oh no no they were bought and paid for they actually bought uh, all these uh, Dalmatian dogs from elsewhere yep and brought them all together and the idea is these all these puppy dogs are going to be like beaten and then killed to be turned into a fur coat so on that lovely note <laughs> um okay so back on Robin Hood and with Disney what the current trend of turning into live action movies Robin Hood do you think they're going to touch this one you know, I, it, it, the thing is, there's no reason to, because it's already a... Okay, you Robin... Say that, but can we, can we get can we get a remake of Robin Hood, but in Zootopia style? <laughs> I would I would definitely watch it. I mean, well, you look, they're doing Aladdin. They've done Maleficent, yeah. which was more of on her side. But, We've gotten Dumbo coming up. But there's all, here's the thing, though. Robin Hood has been retold many, many times, like... Not just Men in Tights. I mean, Men in Tights was a joke off of the Kevin Costner movie. We got another Robin Hood movie coming up as of 2019. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
So, okay. yeah, it, it is one of those stories that gets retold way too often. Well, enough. Alice in Wonderland's gotten retold multiple times, though. Yeah, yeah but they, yeah, but um, at the same time, well, I don't know. Robin Hood, this Robin Hood doesn't seem to. This Robin Hood is very different, as we've established. Yeah, because I mean, it's, even the it Di- even the Disney, um, Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton one, it's still the Tim Burton one, and is completely <laughs> unlike the Disney film. They should have done the American Movies Alice. They should have <laughs> actually. Done. I would want. I would. It was. Watch it, it, it was a talk actually. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was going to be a part of that one. Then it fell apart. Oh But honestly, I agree with you. I think if they're going to redo Robin Hood, they should go the route with Zootopia. I do agree with you on that one. I think they have what it is there. But the problem is, once again, it's the iconic voices that you know we're going to run across. I will say, I forgot to mention this at the ending. Uh, Peter Ustinov also plays King Richard. Oh yeah, he does both. Uh, he does both voices. King John or Prince John and King Richard, <laughs> which it's like well, it makes sense. They're brothers. They're so. brothers. It's it's yeah. it's appropriate. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this is a good place to cap things off. To cap things off. Yeah, we've been here for a bit. Uh, Orion, thank you very much for for joining us for this episode. Oh, anytime. Uh, for our next film, we're going to re- be reviewing the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Winnie Pooh's Disney? Yeah. Oh, oh man. I, yeah, it is totally so Disney. They have a ride. I should have known. My friend, she's big into Disney. He's got a Winnie the Pooh on this wall vinyl. I, I'm out of it. <laughs> no, okay. no worries. No worries. Hey, uh, uh, is there anything you would like to uh, to plug for the listeners or anything, any projects you're working on, anything like that? Or are you just, you know... No pressure if not. I've got no projects. I'm I'm thinking about starting my own Twitch streaming. Just kind of I've been doing it with my like my dad and I. We get together and play some games. And I stream and I'm about to buy a three or an Xbox to play with my sister. Uh huh. Just and I'm not one of those ones. I don't particularly care for views. Or I just do it for fun. Oh good. I don't know how you guys are. I'm not saying you guys are negative or anything. I just I you look at streamers, YouTubers, and all that. Always one of these things. I just I don't care. <laughs> If anybody I mean, wants to watch, it's great. I probably won't be talking to anybody because I'm too busy focusing on what I'm doing with my my, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we are trying. I I am going to start branching out and doing other things soon. I mean, cool. Uh, so who knows? All right. Maybe I might snag you guys for something one day, one of these days. Going, hey, I, mean, I need you guys guest appearance for something. Oh, keep us posted. I mean, you you were here. We could return the favor. I mean, honestly, uh, and amusing is just something Kayla and I do for fun. I know yeah. people listen, and by the way, we want to say we appreciate the people who do listen. Thank you for for joining us for the podcast. Oh. But um, we don't have a, a huge following, at least not at this point, and we don't we're not really expecting one. We just Kay- Kayla and I started this as an excuse to watch Disney movies together and talk about them, like the film nerds we are. And here we oh. are, and we've had a lot of fun with it. We've had some amazing guests, you included, and yeah, this we actually, are sorry. Yeah, well, this all began because David uh, suggested he's like, you know. Would you ever want to watch? Uh, well, began with like the Ghibli films because they said, "Oh, I haven't seen half of them." And he's like, "Oh, we should watch those in order at some point." And he's then uh, he's like, "You know, I haven't watched the Walt Disney animated films in a while. I would love to watch them in order." I'm like, "You know, for so can, 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 can I state claim to one of the Ghibli films?" Yeah, you know what? Why don't we uh, let's let's hit that one off, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's. Uh, you can lay steak, but we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah, because we, well, yeah, like I said, we gotta, we gotta put definitely. an arrow in this one. We gotta bullseye this. Yep. Let's get that so, shot you guys, uh, audience, it's been fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. 
like I said, enjoy these movies how you want to enjoy them. If you want analytical or you want to enjoy it, either way, have fun with them. Either way you do it. For, for Disney sure. is Disney, and just I've never. Uh, I mean, there's some probably bad ones, but just enjoy them for what they are. That's what I could say. That's we. I agree. Lolly, lolly. Golly, what a day. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. So wait, what's Faux Boys then? Faux Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so. But if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants on BenviewNetwork.com. Every two weeks to listen to Faux Boys, the podcast about the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this?